What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 39 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? I feel very clean, and I smell very good right now. Just got out of the shower. So fresh and so clean, clean? So fresh and so clean, clean, unlike this team's uh, ideas in the attack. (laughs) And we are also joined by our other co-host, Dobby. What's good? Ready for another loss Saturday, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Captain Positivity reporting for duty. <laughs> and we 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 have the um, honor of having another Pod Illuminati crossover episode with none other than Blue City co-host J.R. DeBart. J.R., what is up? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Now, J.R., have you ever listened to an episode of the podcast? It's okay if you say no. I have. I have. <laughs> I did a little – no, I did a little homework. I know you – I, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on, um, and I did a little homework and, and listened to like the podcast right before you, your last one, and I listened to about half of this this last one. All right, so you're so, full, uh, you're I, fully I, I, prepared I and ready for the muzzle-loaded uh, rapid-fire questions? The rapid-fire questions, <laughs> yeah, if I can remember them, but I, I, I think I remember a few. All right, so let's start off with number one, favorite current NYCFC player? Gabby Pereira. GP. For sure. I mean, I always say, like, I love the players that score bangers. Like, Ishmael Tajuri Shradi was one of my favorite players for NYCFC. Mm-hmm. And Gabby Pereira is like, he's basically like Izzy, but younger, less injury prone, and with a higher ceiling. So, yeah. like, I mean, it's, yeah, Gabby Pereira, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I can fully get behind that. I mean, I, I definitely see the, the, the uh, relation between him and Izzy. I think he's like Izzy, but better. <laughs> um, 100%. Uh, second question: Favorite all-time NYCFC player? David Villa. Ooh. Yeah. They, that, well, who, who else said David Villa? Was it uh, was it Joe Amato? I yeah. think Joe Amato said David Villa was. I, I mean, thought he said Tommy McNamara. Oh no. <laughs> no. So uh, so he gave he, he gave David Villa, but he he put in the the standard disclaimer that um, it's David Villa because of his play on the field, not because of the dirtbag shit that he did off the field. Well, yeah, I mean, no, of course. Yeah. Well, for me, it's for the dirt pack shit off the field. No, I'm um, <laughs> no, but uh, I second that. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I mean, he's he's the greatest player in in club history. I don't think it's close. I know Tati. I mean, Tati had one really amazing season, a good another half season before that. Um, and and I love Tati, but I mean, in terms of like you know, quality and what he actually brought to the club. Like if, if, if he wasn't there in 2015 and 2016, like I can't, I don't even want to can't even imagine what those teams would look like. I mean, and even 2018, like that team was good and there was nothing there. Like he had Rodney Wallace and like Yoinga Burgett like on the wings. Like, it was bad. Well, almost uh, as bad as this year, actually. Yeah. I mean, with, the, with you mentioning Joe and Burgett, it, it triggered my PTSD a little bit with, uh, with having a striker who's what? What about the Yoinga Burgett? Hey, I, 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 I get that he wasn't great, but I, I, I think he's far from like. I don't even think he was our worst player that season. No, but he, I, I mean, I, he was just he was a striker who was brought in and he didn't really produce too. So too funny. Much. I, I think he'd do decent under this team, to be honest. So, so funny story. He was never a striker with Malmo winger, believe it or not. <laughs> even when he went back, he turned into a right wing back. He played right wing back in a Champions League game for Malmo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a wide player. I mean, I mean, Dolme had like a weird system and tried to fit him in like very oddly. But um, 
specifically i remember in the beginning of the season it was very rough with him and then like towards the middle of the season he started to pick it up then he kind of went cold again but and then i think he left by like mutual consent i think he got homesick or something like that yeah his uh, his bench his the bench was his home and he, he got home. <laughs> yeah. went home. Super majestic beard though. I mean, really jealous of that guy's beard. So he's actually he's available. I, mean, I don't know if he retired. I've been trying to do some research because I mean I, I follow him on Instagram. So he's just living his best life, but he's not currently like attached to a club, not like playing. I don't. He's not like I don't think he formally announced his retirement. But I just I don't no, know. No, if this sentence ends with maybe we could, uh, you know, give him a, hit no, him. No, I just I'm just genu- no. I'm just genuinely curious as to like because he's still young enough to still do it. So I'm just cu- kind of curious as to what like his next step is if there is one. Not I'm not saying I want him back on this team. I mean I didn't really want him here when he was here, <laughs> but I'm just genuinely curious as to what his next steps are. If he's done playing, then like and that's fine, but. Just Maybe he'll do an Ethan White and become a photographer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, third question. Favorite all-time jersey that NYCFC has worn? Kit, for those not Yeah, American. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll have to go with, like, kind of the boring answer, which is the, the championship kits, because to me that was like, well, you know what? Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that back. The, the kit that I like the best is the home kits that had the blue piping. So that was like, I want to say 2017, 2018 seasons. That's a that first. Was, um, blue piping. Yeah. I, I, I liked, uh, that was, that was my favorite kit. Some people talk so much shit about that kit. I still liked that kit, like with the Navy blue shorts and everything like that. I thought that kit like was really nice. I don't know like what it was. And, uh, was that the kit? With, was, was that the kit with the New York flag at the, on, as a jock tag? Yes. Okay. It was a nice it, way too basic. No, no, but that's fine. Basic is but okay. It's a home kit. It's got to be basic. I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this kit. Like, I, I liked part, like, parts of this kit. Like, I like the, like, the pigeon mosaic thing. But, like, then it gets, you start going up the top of the jersey and there's, like, I think there's, like, the soccer netting, the soccer goal netting and the shoulders. Like, what the, what is that? I don't, like, it's too much. You know, just like, is that what that is? It, it, yeah, different type of subway tiles. All right, well, it still I, looks like I, a I soccer mean, net. <laughs> it still looks like a soccer net. It looks like a soccer net. If you didn't, I mean, I, I, I like the idea, but also like it doesn't really translate to television or even when you're at the stadium. So it's it's kind of cool like up close, but then I just I think there's like a lot going on there. For for me, like the home kit should be kind of like it should be a little. A basic is like a tough word, but it should be kind of like it's your home kit. You don't want to fuck with it too much. Yeah, no, so my issue with this kit isn't so much with the way it looks because when I first saw it, I thought it was great. Um, but uh, we are absolute fucking dog shit in it. So now I like kind of hate it. I low key hate oh, yeah. it. Well, I mean, if they if they were like in first place, I'd probably have a different opinion. <laughs> I'd be like, I love the tiles. That's not a soccer net. What's good, you know? <laughs> Yeah, every, everything about this year and anything associated with this year, I just, I, I kind of just want to go away. Like, I, 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 I if, if they change the Interboro kit after this year, I wouldn't even be mad about it. I, I like the Interboro kit, but like, just this is, uh, it, it should, it's like, it's like a painful memory, like, like that's constantly around you. Like, it's like keeping like something like your ex gave you and like, or wearing it around your neck or something like that. It's like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> So, um, JR, now is the time where we want the listeners to hear your NYCFC origin story, how you found this club, how you fell in love with this club, 
and why you continue to support this club through um, potentially the longest winless streak in the history of the club. Yeah, so I'll try to keep it as short as I possibly can. But it basically started in high school when I was uh, – this is before New York City FC was even a thing. Um, I would piss off all my friends when we played like FIFA 08 or whatever uh, and play with the Red Bulls just because I wanted to rep New York. And um, that's like Juan Pablo Angel and like Josie Altador, like those days. And then I ended up getting an internship with the Red Bulls like in 2011. Um, was there for like a month, got fired because um, – and uh, so I was, yeah, I was there for a month, got fired. fired, and then, why did I get fired? So I was working at ESPN Radio at the time and playing in this like men's baseball league, and I was getting maybe three hours of sleep, and I like overslept one day, and the guy just texted me, um, kind of a real dickbag move, considering that I wasn't getting paid for it, but uh, that's how that happens. So I, I don't actually have anything against like the Red Bulls as an organization, just that one dude, uh, Bill Weisswester, I think was his name. Just, Real kind of a cunt, but uh, oh. but anyways, Billy, you're a fucking yeah, cunt. I'm gonna call him out right in this, on, right in this, on this podcast. <laughs> That's Dobby's favorite word. You just peek, you, you peeked his ears a little bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he would just be like, "Hey, uh, I would come in on like a Monday. He'd be like, "Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you come in tomorrow at seven a.m. and then Thursday at uh, you know two p.m." and I'd be like, "Oh, okay," and you know, that's that's how it would happen. You just like. That would be my schedule. And I'd be like, well, I have something else going on. He would get pissed because basically they were just looking for like interns that got paid nothing and would just do anything to be like in Red Bull Arena. So anyways, yeah, I got fired, but I was still like a Red Bull fan. I was like Thierry Henry and, and there was no other show in town. And then I heard that the Cosmos may be a thing. I kind of like got a little excited about that, bought a Pele jersey and then when New York City FC got announced, I was a little skeptical because I was like, I don't really know like what this is going to end up looking like. But then once they kind of came out with the whole like, hey, this is the we're really going to embrace the New York City specifically, like, you know, a part of this this whole thing. And we're the only city. We're the only team in, in the five boroughs. Um, I, I just I fell in love with the club and I honestly didn't really start following. I'm a founding member, but I didn't really start following them until. Like once Pirlo got signed, like I, I like remember like going to work and like reading it like an AM New York and being like, oh shit, this team is for real. Like this team is fucking going for it. Like via Pirlo and Lampard, like that's 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 fucking going for it. Um, they sucked that season, but you know whatever. It was uh, I ended up getting season tickets like kind of midway through the season and have been a been a diehard ever since. Nice. Um. So you are you are currently located out in California, correct? Yes, yeah, I'm in San Diego, San Diego, California. So do you find it difficult Hoba, to maintain Hoba new MLS club? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did they give them official name yet? Is it just San Diego Football Club or, or what is it? I think it's San Diego FC. Which um, it's that's I kind of wish they did something a little bit more creative. Um, yeah, like, like maybe not, maybe not as like you know heavy-handed is like real salt lake which i still think is like one of the worst names in all of sports like when i think of like salt lake city it's like a very mormon heavy i, I don't think of like real you know but uh look at me fc case, but fc it's like all right we, okay they, they, they could have really went like local and like because i mean i've, I've only been to san diego once and uh, i know that la jolla beach is a, is a popular destination but for, for the reasons of like there's just being like tons and tons of well, are they sea lions that, that just hang out there 
Yeah, sea lions and seals. Like both so, like they could have yeah. just been like the San Diego seals or the San Diego sea lions or something like that. Believe it or not, there's already a San Diego seals. So it's like an indoor lacrosse team Jeez. that are the San Diego seals. So See, the thing is, like, like, like if you're not going to do, I think MLS is MLS is going away from the the logo names. Like they're they're it's generic as fuck. It's not looked at like. Yeah, it's, you know, abroad. Right? It's all with these business guys that come in and buy the teams. They need, like, they want the valuation of their club to be the max. So they'll go with something standard like San Diego FC because across, you know, the country, across the globe, everyone else is FC, S, you know, SC or whatever. Yeah. Um, Inter Miami kind of did something cool. I like what they did there. Is there an AC Miami? <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, have an AC San Diego or something, you know, whatever. My, my, my thing is, like, they've, like, obviously, like, uh, like there's, like, a departure from, like, the American naming conventions as far as, like, sports are concerned, like, going on in MLS, especially, like, post, like, 2015 expansion. However, like, like I, I'm fine with that. However, like, I, I kind of like, like, the more, like, subtle names, like, uh, like, like the Las Vegas Lights FC or Indy 11, I always thought was a really cool name for a team. Indy 11 is cool. I like that one a lot. For, forward Madison. Yeah, Forward Madison's dope. Uh, like, 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 yeah, like, like the, like, it's like, it's like a one, like Arsenal isn't North London FC. It's Arsenal, you know, like it's like, yeah, yeah, like, yep. yep. And and like, and that's and that's Tottenham. always more like, but yeah, t- Tottenham, like the Tottenham Hotspur, yeah, like the, I always thought that was cool. Chelsea Fulham. No, I mean those are all named after neighborhoods. So, yeah. but I mean, like, I, I mean, like, like Wara, Wara, UCL for Asna. I'll stop with the Wara shit, you weirdo. Wara, <laughs> Wara trophy for uh, Newcastle. Too. So you said Juarez. So, so you know what the funny thing is? This guy talks about trophies. You are what, nineteen years old? Like, like you bandwagoned Man City. I've been uh, attached to Newcastle since I was like ten years old. Like, I, I'm in this, bro. Like. like I, I'm sorry I didn't just grab your, you know, you know, whatever club there was, you know, like, like I, I had to, I had to follow my team. I couldn't just m- migrate over to some glory hunting club. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Hey bro, that's not, that's not and that's going to change very soon. It's going to change very soon. We're the richest team in the Premier League, baby. That's not my fault with the timeline, buddy. <laughs> richest team in the Premier League. That's all I'm going to say. With no trophies, we'll let we'll let you girls we'll let you girls go back and forth later. Right now, we're talking about Jared Debart. Jared, so do you find it difficult to um, to ha- to uh, to feel all the feelings and 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 have your fanship um, all the way across the country, or do or do you do you feel things in real time the way that the way that a fan who who would be more local uh, would? So I'm a part of like the third rail SoCal. I was like one of the founders of of that chapter. It's a very it's a very small chapter as you can imagine, but um we're trying to kind of expand to toward to la uh and orange county so um so there's like a little small group of fans here but you know actually i find it easier now because games are like 4 30 local time whereas before they'd be at like you know 1 1 p.m or even like 10 a.m on a saturday and i'm mm-hmm. like i'm too hungover for this or <laughs> like it's a beautiful day in san diego yeah. I, I don't want to be in san diego. inside a dimly lit bar and you know, watching Rodney Wallace, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> on like a Saturday afternoon in San Diego. So, do, do you try to make an effort to attend all of the games that NY, the away games that NYCFC plays, like in the general area, like when they go to play the Galaxy, when yeah. they play LAFC, when they play? Uh, you, I, I know you, you were at yeah. Real Salt Lake this weekend, right? I was in Real Salt Lake 
I was in, yeah, I was in Sandy, Utah, or whatever this weekend. I'll be in Portland in a couple of weeks. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, and definitely the LA, I mean, I will say I, I, people like make fun of me on the pod. Like I, I like love LAFC, which is, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of their club, but I, I am a fan of like how they do things. And it's, there's, there's a lot of similarities and comparisons that you can draw between LAFC and NYFC kind of being this NYCFC being kind of the second team, um, in the city, you know, with like two original teams in the city already, but kind of already staking their, their claim to be like the main, the main team. Um, but that stadium is incredible. Like Patrick Vieira said when he was there, like it's it's one of the nicest stadiums he's ever been in. Period, which is like a big thing to say. Um, just from like you know, Patrick Vieira has been in every stadium ever. Mm-hmm. So like um, that that stadium. If you ever get a chance to go to L- an LAFC game, definitely go. I got to go to like the 2021 game where uh, we like, we were like down. I think it was like two to one, and we ended up winning three two. That was a that was an exciting game. Um, but yes, yes is the answer. I try, I try when I can to, to make it to all like the West coast games. So question for you, and this kind of goes up, um, parlays off of your origin story. December 11, 2021, were you in Portland? I was not, I, I was supposed to be, um, I had a really difficult decision to make, which was, I had to either go to my, my, uh, my brother's in-law, like my you know, my brother's sister, you know, my, my sister-in-law's brother's wedding. Um, and, or I had to go to this. It, I mean, it was, it was stupid. Of course I wanted to go to NYCFC, but it was like one of it's those always things. always the fucking like, weddings. It's always <laughs> the weddings, man. But you, you'll, yeah. you'll be, you'll be happy to hear that. Uh, I was in my hotel room watching it when, um, Mora scored the tying goal. And I was like, well, I'm just going to miss the whole ceremony. I'm not going to the ceremony. I just stayed. And then I like ended up sneaking into the back of the church, literally as like the uh, bride and groom were like walking down the, the aisle at the end of the wedding. So I completely missed the ceremony for, for overtime. Or I, can't, for overtime. I can't believe you were able to corral your emotion, emotions in to even take part in watching the ceremony and not like just freaking out and stripping all your clothes off and running around wherever you were completely naked celebrating. Well, the game was over at that point. Like I was, <laughs> I was in a hotel room. <laughs> like it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of crazy if I like saw the result went like, and then like got into an Uber, went to the church and then started ripping my clothes off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I uh, last year, uh, for the second derby that was at, uh, at that Yankee Stadium the week of Campeones Cup, uh, I uh, I had a choice between a wedding of a friend of a friend who I was supposed to be a plus one to or the derby match. I um, <laughs> I said I wasn't feeling well, that which wasn't true at all. I was feeling pumped. Uh, and I was at the Bronx and, you know, watching that game, and I completely forgot that I had prior engagement. I posted uh, some photos from the game on my story. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. You got yeah. got. <laughs> you got I got. got. <laughs> I played myself is what I did. And, uh, but I, I explained to him, like, listen, man, like, like if you had, like, tickets to go see, like, Yankees Red Sox, or if you had tickets to go see Giants Patriots, would you go to a fucking wedding of somebody you were supposed to, be, you know, just hang out with, you know, and, and, and and she was like, yeah, you're right, you know. <laughs> it's, it, 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 I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. Next time I got you, just make sure you check the MLS schedule and make sure the <laughs> NYCFC isn't playing like a 
big game that day. Like if we're playing Colorado, no fucking problem. I'll go to that wedding. I'd, but uh, yeah, no, that wasn't happening. You made the correct decision. <laughs> yes. yeah, I did make the correct decision. That was one of the sweetest two nils I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> See, the problem the problem that I had with like my decision, I'm like, if if I go to Portland and they lose, I will literally never hear the end of it. Like it will it will just be the rest of my life. And I'm like, you know what? I have confidence in this organization that they're going to win another another championship that I'll, I'll be able to attend. So that's that was that that's how I rationalized it. Sure. Do, yeah, do, yeah, do, I do, do I dare say it? Do I dare say it? It's going to piss me no. off. But do I dare no, say it? don't uh, say it. Are you going to bring up 2026? Oh, God. He, so Davi is convinced that in 2026 we're going to win the MLS Cup at Yankee Stadium uh, en route to... Uh, One of Yankee uh, or City Field. I would... One of Yankee or City Field. I, 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 I wish... I, the thing is, I know... Because, like... Because I've constantly like given Joe shit because Joe's like, how am I supposed to be excited for the stadium when it feels so far away? I'm like, trust me, there's going to be no time that's more exciting for you rather than the playoffs in 2026 when we have to play our first two playoff games in either Red Bull Arena or fucking Connecticut. So then you're going to get real fucking excited and we're going to get eliminated and we're going to be like, well, at least we'll never have to deal with this again. So, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Do you like Yankee Stadium or, or City Field better? A uh, city field for the atmosphere, Yankee Stadium, out of like just pure familiarity. Um, yeah, I, I would say it, it's weird because so for one, for one, my viewpoint from the supporter section is I'm a supporter section guy. I'm not like these two weirdos who sit in other places. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I want all the smoke when I go to a game, and uh, like it, the bleachers from Yankee Stadium get a much better view of the pitch. Uh, at City Field, oh, yeah. it, it is it is obstructed, like in that like little corner that we're in, uh, which is weird because it's general admission, and I don't know why we decide to go there of all places because you can go directly behind the, the net, uh, which is also protected by you know the upper deck, so like you don't have to worry about um, you know like like precipitation or anything like that. Not that I care about rain in any way, but the thing is, it's like. It, it, it's it's there and everybody can see the game but the thing is when you're in that i guess because it's so close to the pitch that's the thing like like if you get like very very like very high up in the supporter section at city field you can get close but like i guess just to sum it up uh yankee stadium for the view city field for the atmosphere yeah i i would say that as as a supporter section junkie i would say city yeah. fi- city field for the uh, view and the proximity to the pitch and Yankee Stadium for the atmosphere and the vibes. I, I, think, I think I think I go city for the tailgating and um, the vibes. And I like how you're you're closer to the pitch if you sit uh, if you sit in the um, the one hundreds. You're closer to the pitch. Uh, I just like city more to be. And the food options there too are uh, they 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 body the Yankee Stadium food options. Even though Yankee Stadium has the the uh, world famous chicken bucket, um, but it's kind of, it's kind of far from me. Uh, Yankee Stadium's literally like half thirty five minutes, no traffic, um, and it's it's easy for me to get to if I'm taking public transport. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll go I'll go city for the vibes, and I'll go Yankee for the tradition. The vibes at City are fucking dead, man. The city is dead. There's no fucking atmosphere. At That's not true. That's not. I mean, we don't we hear you at that. all. We, like we don't. I, we're, in the three thirties, we don't hear the supporter section at all. 
I mean, that's not for us. I mean, listen, I think the entire stadium, that Miami game last year, that playoff game, whoo, that's one of the best atmospheres I've ever been in at any sporting event. It's, it's that, the, 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 the Miami game and the, and the one time I sat in the supporters for, for our last win, uh, ironically, yeah, was uh, yeah, that, it, it kind of did it for me. It kind of did it for me. It was like, all right, I like City more. Uh, and the thing is, like, I, I like the tailgating at City, but my problem with I, I just I like hang I like hanging out like before the game like at the bodega like like, like that that's that's tailgating my scene. is not a New York City thing like you, no most people don't have cars that live like in well that's not true but like a lot of people don't have cars that live in the city and uh, it's to me the tailgating is like something you do in Wisconsin you know like I you know I I I, I was I, I got like a lot of controversy or a lot of flack for for my opinions on Blue City Radio about the Willits Point area but like i'm actually all on board obviously now with, with, the, with the plans that have come out but like i was a huge proponent of that that stadium that was going to be built just south of the old yankee stadium like i felt like location wise it made a lot of sense and just like it just has much more it's like in the grid of the city whereas i mean i guess it will be like the new stadium in willits point they're going to make kind of a city around it so that's cool but like right now like you go to city field it's just a parking lot there's nothing there. Yeah, and there's and not that to me, it doesn't like, feel any, like New York City. There's not even any bars around to like go and pregame at or anything. Yeah, no, because it's it, no, because it's literally not. A, it's one of the few non-residential areas that are in the five boroughs. Like it, it's basically just train yards, city field, yeah. parking lots, and it, it, like some industrial and like some stadiums, like 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 for the like the, U, the U.S. Open, and, and I think yeah, the, yeah, well, what's Arthur Ashe yeah. Stadium is there too. Yeah, so like yeah. Also, also yeah. one thing I I. Fucking, this is the thing I fucking despise about City Field. That they check your tickets like every time that you exit, every, every time that you try to enter your section, like they always ask for the tickets. It's just like, bro, I showed you my ticket five minutes ago. I just want to take a piss. I want to see the fucking game. Like the game's about to kick off in two seconds. I want to see the game. Let, let me get to my fucking seat. Please. Uh, well, I mean, that's what the, the thing is. It's like also with the stadium, not only are they building like a, like, you know, obviously a city around it, like, I mean, it makes Willits Point, Queens, like, the epicenter of like New York sports in a way. Like obviously like I'm a Yankees fan, so like the South Bronx is always gonna have like a special place in my heart. But I mean, there's so many things that happen in that small area. Like like we have wrestling events in those in in, in the Arthur Ashe. We have the US Open. You know, you're gonna have the Mets and now you're gonna have New York City Football Club. And I think that's fucking awesome. Like with, with some potential international games here and there. Yeah, sure. But the thing is I'm never gonna go to one of those because I don't fucking care about international football. Joe's you know how many, right you know many people lived in Willits Point in 2011? There uh, I were think 11. According to the sentence, 10. 10. 10 people. I was close. I said 11. Yeah. You were very close. Yeah. 10 people. And I will say, like, have you ever been to, like, Philadelphia stadiums? Like, that kind of. Yeah. I mean, there's just four stadiums in a big parking lot. And it kind of sucks because you're like, this isn't Philly. This is just a parking lot south of the city. And I felt like, like, again, with the new plans that they've come out with, like, the school and, and, like, the hotels and everything, I think it could completely change that area, and that's why I'm excited. But, you know, initially I was like, man, if that stadium that was going to be south of, of the old stadiums, the old Yankee Stadium site, would have just been perfect because it just would have completely revitalized that area. With that and Yankee Stadium being there, like, that area would have changed a lot. And uh it's too bad. I don't know why the Yankees decided to think that like a parking lot that they use only 25% of the time uh, of the regular season, it was more important than putting a, a major stadium for a team that they own 20% of, but uh, that's the decision they made. Yeah. I mean, but, and to, to, and to be fair, I mean, listen, 
So Randy Levine, you know, president of the Yankees, for anybody not in the know, like, like takes like a lot of shit for that deal. But I mean, I kind of have to admit, you know, like, like they basically pulled out of that deal because they weren't getting the deal they wanted with the parking spaces, and, and the, the 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 borough said, "No, go go fuck yourself." And they're like, "Okay, we'll go get somewhere else." You know, you know, a better deal somewhere else. And sure enough, they did get a better deal somewhere else. I mean, that Queens will point mm-hmm. deal. I mean, when you look at it, it's it, it makes sense, and it and it's probably and there's a lot less, you know, like like you don't have to worry about you know, relocating a fucking elevator factory in the process of trying. I mean, obviously we're competing with the fucking casino right now. Thanks, Cohen. Another reason to hate the fucking Mets. But, you know, yeah, like I, you know, I, I hope that. Uh, it's it's know, also, I, you're also putting like a product that you own partially in, in your rival's territory. Yeah, yeah. That yeah I don't too. think that's it, a good, I don't think that's like a fuck you to Cohen. I think that's like you're helping out Cohen, if anything. First of all, Cohen has more money than the Yankees do. That's a whole other discussion. Well, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big Yankees fan, by the way, but I like Cohen has way more money than the Yankees do. Um, and basically putting a stadium right next to his stadium, which has nothing around it, and then, a, and then subsequently a neighborhood is only going to help his overall uh, asset growth. So like I don't I don't see that as a fuck you to Cohen. I don't necessarily see it as a fuck you to Cohen either, but I do think it's a much better deal. Like, like and revolves like much less red tape, even though obviously there is red tape. It's not a lack of it, but uh, but a lot less red tape than you would have to be building in the South Bronx, where you have to take into account like residential people. A lot of people live in the South Bronx. There's a lot of things there right now. You, you would have to get rid of an on ramp in order to build that stadium on top of relocating the elevator. There's a lot of stuff that would have gone into like making that site like 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 not even just the agreement but like you know also like making sure that like it could even go like forward i mean obviously we well it's point has its challenges but it seems like it's gonna it's it's probably a lot less complicated and you know bureaucratic a process i think they just paid like a bunch of guys that own junkyards off because that was the challenge yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I, and they're like okay no problem Except for two, those two are still standing. They're still, uh, they're still holding out. It looks like. So this is a as good a time as ever to uh, to transition to the task at hand, which is to preview this weekend's matchup Saturday in the boogie down to? in the boogie down Bronx at Yankee Stadium at the time that Christian hates the most, three thirty in the afternoon against none other than the Columbus hashtag Save the Crew. How are we feeling heading into this match? Terrible because it's at three thirty and I have to deal with people's fucking kids again. <laughs> Jr., how are you feeling about this match? Yeah, not not good. I mean, <laughs> what nine straight nine straight uh, games without a win, and Columbus is a better team than Real Salt Lake, and they have. Much better finishers than Real Salt Lake, which, and I can tell you, I was at that game. The vibes of that game were, I mean, everyone in the press box, I was the only person that was like NYCFC somewhat affiliated. Uh, and everyone was like, how is this not a two, three, four, nothing game right now? Like it, it was like agonizing for those fans because it was like they had so many chances and they just didn't capitalize. But with Zellerian and, uh, Cucho, yeah. Cucho Hernandez, like th- there is, there's no way that if you have a similar game to the Real Salt Lake game, 
that it's not going to be multiple goals for for Columbus. Now this is a this is a home game for NYCFC, so it will be a little bit different. Hopefully, Dobby, how are we feeling? Not great. Care to expand on that? Simple as that. I mean, do you want fries with that? Fries? Yes. Some some, some fries would be lovely. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I mean, what? I mean, I've, I've said over the past few weeks. What, what? What is there to be optimistic about? Home game. That's up. There's there's usually some optimism surrounding home games. So specifically at Yankee Stadium. That's about Last it. Last three. Doesn't matter. And this is we, this is typically not. I'm not saying this year, but typically in the, in the past, there's usually been optimism around a home game in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium with this team. Not lately, but usually. It's it, we're just so bad right now. Like, I, and I have no faith in anything. I don't have any faith in the players to perform. I, everybody and their mother knows how I feel about our current manager right now. I think he's completely out of his depth, and I think, you know, like. Like, I'm going to say it again, that I've said it a thousand times. Listen, if you want to argue that we're not necessarily MLS Cup contenders, I completely 150% agree. Are, should we be in 13th in the East right now with the talent that we have in our squad? Absolutely not. That's not acceptable. Uh, but the thing, like, one point in our last three home games is just, it, 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 it's never it's never happened before. It's abysmal. Like, 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 like that's, that's, that's so bad. Like, it's I, it's not even that. It's that. Uh, I mean, did you take a look at the heat map for the for this game against Real Salt Lake? I mean, there I, was. I mean, barely they barely touched inside the eighteen. I mean, it was well, it wasn't even that they're like you know people are like oh they're not clinical. It's like they're not even getting chances to be clinical. It's like well, they're yeah. just not getting. There's no offense. It's just not there. So so Jr. I want to I want to tell you something. I want to want to bounce something off of you and tell me if you agree. Feel free to disagree too. I'm I'm completely open to other ideas however like last night i put on twitter and then people like ran down my throat and so much so that i had well i mean i was always planning on doing a follow-up thread but i digressed and i said that this team doesn't need a striker as badly as people like would like to admit would it be nice to have one yes could we use one absolutely i don't even but the thing is like if we were creating chances like consistently and we were constantly in dangerous areas and we just weren't converting, then yeah, I would say the striker should be at the top of the priority. I don't see a creative force. Like, 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 like last night, with the way that we were playing, having Tati Castellanos himself wouldn't have helped. We weren't getting ourselves into dangerous positions and we weren't, but like as soon as like this team and like crosses the halfway line and gets into the attacking third, they just run out of ideas. And that a striker is not going to help you get ideas. You need somebody to distribute. I think this team needs a maxi right now more than it needs a Tati, personally, on top of a new coach and a new system entirely. I mean, whatever the system is, tear it down, you know, Kobe it into the trash can, like the nearest one possible. And just, I, I, I think this team is lacking creativity and not necessarily, because we're not creating chances. It's not like a lack of conversion. We're not creating anything. Uh, I mean, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, but I think if you get a striker, you allow Santi Rodriguez to be more like a maxi, because right now he's having to fill gaps where there are just clearly gaps. Like, I agree with you to a certain point because everyone's like, oh, you gave, you got rid of Eber. It's like, well, if you put Eber on this team, first of all, he's been injured like half the season. But second of all, like, I don't think this team's that much better with Eber. Like, no, 
I, I, I agree. I, so, yeah, I, I, I just think that like you, you obviously need a number nine. That's for sure. But, um, I, yeah, I think you just, I, I think a lot of it's like you need Santi to be able to, to be more like, like a creative force, like a Maxi. I, so my only be playing left wing. My, my only issue with that is that I don't see Santi as a ten. Like like I don't say like like his best performances like with us, like I feel like have come from him being an out and out winger on the right, and like like I don't like and I think he excels in wider areas or even like I like so here's my theory. I feel like if we still had Maxi at the ten and Santi at the nine, I feel like I feel like Santi would be serviceable there. Like I really do, and we've seen what he can do with when the team actually has an idea. Uh, I mean, he's not a clinical goal scorer, but then again, people forget. Neither is Tati. Tati isn't a clinical goal scorer either. For every goal that he met, for every goal that he netted for us, there was like four misses. One of which was probably hilarious, and you're probably like, "How in the hell did he find a way to miss that?" He like was he's also a, a very streaky player. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, like Tati Castellanos is like the, uh, the 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 football equivalent of a volume shooter in the NBA. He's not he's not a guy that's going to nail down fifty percent of his shots. But he's going to take a bunch and score at least 40 percent of them, and like end up with like twenty five points, thirty points. Like like scored a good. Are you, calling him, are you calling him Jr. Smith? I'm calling him Jr. Smith. That's what I'm calling Tati Castellanos. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that narrative. I mean, I agree with it to a point, but not to like the whole extent of what you're trying to say. Like, Ta- why? Because Tati had games where he fucking put four in the back of the net. He had m- multiple multi goal games, multiple multi goal games not- in a row. Like, it's not like he, like, uh, yeah, he did this. Think- he did disappear for stretches, but it wasn't like he was like score four in one game and then not score for twelve games. Okay, but those things aren't mutually mutually exclusive. You can score four goals and be on fire one day, and then miss three sitters the next like 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 that's not mutually exclusive like yeah, I, but, you, if, but you're if, trying to say that he would like score goals and miss sitters in the same match when that like that didn't happen on a regular basis i mean, I mean even the season that he scored uh, even the season where he won a goal to boot i mean i've already broke it broke it down that it's it's the least amount of goals that a forward has scored and won the goal to boot in and that's not Tati's fault that's years. the league's fault uh, okay but still i i digress like if there is like 19 goals in 34 games is very, very good. It typically is not going to win you a golden boot more often than not. Also, there was like, what, a nine-game stretch where he didn't score? He can't control how much other people are scoring. He can only control how much he's scoring. Okay, okay. Once again. He went scoreless from May to late July. Yes, like, like, like he he is a very streaky player, and 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 and, though, and in that time time frame, there was a lot of shots that he should have scored that he didn't. Here's the thing. I, like, like, do I think Santi's ever going to be a clinical goal scorer? No. And this is back to my goal. I do think he would be serviceable at the nine. Uh, and I do think that if we had a 10 of, of Maxi's quality, I do think this team would be particularly better. But that's only assuming that Nick Cushing isn't a complete moron and actually knows what he's doing and and literally is only missing a striker. It's possible that he gets the striker this summer and then all of a sudden everything goes back to normal. And then we just start complaining about the typical fucking trivial shit that NYCFC supporters like to complain about. But I mean, it at, at this point, like from what I've seen in this team, I don't think the nine is necessarily the missing ingredient. It could be a bolster to the squad, but I don't think it's necessarily going to make us a better team. If that makes any sense. That, that's my only opinion. I, I'm, I could be wrong, but I, I just, I think, I think the system and a creative force in the midfield are much bigger needs, uh, like, like a change in the system and 
and a creative force is a much bigger need. I mean, I don't. I, it's 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 hard to disagree. I mean, they they need both. Let's be honest. Like one piece is not going to fix the team. Like whether it's yes. it's a ten or whether it's a nine. Like they really need both. That's kind of the problem. Like they're so far from being, like you know, a, a top of the table team. So like I don't think that like, hey, they sign a striker and now our problems are over. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's definitely not one thing. I don't think the nine is the only is the only thing that this team is missing. I think we're missing a lot of things for sure. Did you guys see what came out? I think it was came out today that uh, NYCFC got listed as the dark horse for the season, for the remainder of the season. Um, I I, I, they have, I think no. it's because they have no idea what could happen. I mean, they could sign a lot of players. Yeah, you know, I mean, and they're, I, I mean. There's a, there's a potential there, like you have uh, CFG who has got a lot of money. They just won the treble. There's probably a lot of drunk, happy people that are like, yeah, yeah, give New York State some money. Um, I mean, I, I I don't disagree with that. I think the pro- uh, I, I think the problem is that like we've seen that we're we are one or two significant long term injuries away from like being just completely out of it. I, the thing it really all depends on the transfer market at this point because listen like. One thing that NYCFC does have in its favor, obviously all three de- designated player spots are occupied, but you still have U22 initiatives to to, uh, to go around, and you still have plenty of cap space. So this is a team that could make a splash. The thing is, it's like every single player that I feel like NYCFC has been quote-unquote linked to in the past few months have also been linked to teams like Chelsea and Wolves and and, and like much bigger clubs than this. And like, with you know, and I just... Like, I, I don't know. And and the last thing I want to do is, like, have a situation where Manchester City signs someone and then they put them, you know, and they send them out on loan here because it might be a nice Band-Aid solution. But what I really want this team to start doing, especially now that you've tore it down and you're obviously rebuilding, is to actually rebuild towards the future and not just stick a bunch of Band-Aids on it and say, okay, this is a team that could probably get to the Eastern Conference final. You know, like, but, you know, like, I, I just... So I'm not really okay with them just getting city sloppy seconds either. Like I, I don't know. I I I I'm just not as optimistic about like, like, like especially with like cities like current like legal like, like concerns. Like I I don't know where we're at in the pecking order. Also, them just bringing in Bahia into the CFG family. So now you're gonna have to placate them because that's an older club and Bahia's been around for a long time. Now, not to mention, Yorona just finished what within one game of the Euro- of, of Europa Conference League spot. Like, I, I don't think we're high in the pecking order. That's my only issue. Like, we can, we have the potential to do so, but will we? I just, I, I don't know. I can't. I, I want to. I want to believe, but I'm just, I'm not. Like the way this front office has been operating this last year, it, it I'm skeptical. So the the one benefit that I've recently realized. To the whole Messi situation and Messi, I mean, it's still not finalized yet, but it's like it. I mean, he said he's coming to Miami, so I, I mean, unless something hijack the deal, CFG hijack that shit. Unless something happens, but anyway. So the one benefit of, of of Messi coming to MLS, but in particular, the one benefit of Messi coming to Inter Miami is that Inter Miami is an Eastern Conference team, which guarantees that we are going to play them at least two times. So the draw of coming to an, an a fellow Eastern Conference team is higher than that of going to someone in the Western Conference because you have more chances to play against them. Does that make sense? Well, 
Well, I mean, but the thing is, I'm not talking about necessarily like MLS transfer policy as a whole. I'm talking about our transfer policy. Yeah, but I'm saying, how it, but I'm saying we, we we have an increased likelihood of potentially getting someone because of the optics of like, hey, if I go to New York City, I play against Messi twice next year, minimum. I, I mean, that wouldn't stop me from joining a team like Chelsea. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> okay, like I get to face 35-year-old Messi or twice or, you know, I get to play for Chelsea, you know, like or, or get to go to Chelsea and get loaned out to a more – to another top-flight European club. I mean, like, I don't know. I just I, – I can't – I never see the Chelsea first team ever. I, I, it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> never stopped anybody else from signing with Chelsea. Uh, but, I mean – I mean, Chelsea's about to unload Mason Mount for 40 million euros to United. So, I mean, like, there you go. That's all I got to say about that. But, um, like, yeah, no, I just, I, 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 I'm skeptical. Is it okay for me to be yeah. skeptical? Because, listen, and also, like, this overinflated market right now is just, ha- just doesn't seem to, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but, like, I don't know. It can, it can change my mind, Joe. No, I mean we've we've completely diverted off the course of talking about the Columbus Crew game. <laughs> well, we're talking about. We're talking I'm not about- trying to. I'm not trying to change your mind. I I'm skeptical as well. I mean I'm, I don't I don't I mean you, you said that you're you're in the you're in the camp that you think that there's a, a scenario in which we go the entire um, summer transfer window without anybody coming in. Um, although, and that's even with the words coming straight from the horse's mouth that Nick Cushing's saying that in a month's well, time that this team is going to look different. I don't necessarily believe that we're going to bring nobody in. I'm just. I'm skeptical about the quality of the players that we'll be bringing in. Will these people? That's like, that's that's, like, that's verified. You, you you can uh, that's completely um, reasonable to, to think that, um, especially with like you said. I mean, we have we have Tam. Like we can we can get a Tam player. Um, I'd much rather we have U twenty two initiatives as well. Yeah, but I mean, so if you're bringing a U twenty two guy, they're going to be relatively unproven. I, I mean, I was listening to I don't know if it was Blue City or or uh, MSUC Forever today because both of their episodes dropped. Um, and they were saying that it's uh, that they would feel more comfortable bringing in like a 26, 27 year old, someone who's have maybe has top flight experience. You bring in a you bring in a twenty two year old, they might have top flight experience, but it's going to be in some obscure country. It's not going to be in a in a, in a football in a country where the league is worth a damn. Well, well I, I mean, think like- the issue the issue is is that I don't think I don't know who said that. It wasn't on our show, so it was probably on NYCFC Forever. And I like those guys, but I I disagree. I don't think. I don't know what they're saying. Who would be more comfortable with the 26, 27 year old? I think like, maybe maybe those guys would. I would. You guys probably would as well. But I think the problem that NYCFC is having is like we had Brad Sims literally talk to the, the like the fan media. I don't know a few months ago, or like before the season, at the end of last season, and basically say that months months off of the heels of Garrett Gareth Bale scoring probably the biggest goal in MLS history, they said. He said that that big players, big time players, big money players don't exactly help teams win. He said that to everyone. No one challenged him on it. And that narrative to me is getting annoying because to me that's just a, a front for we're not going to spend. And what we really want to do is just get young players and then flip them for profit. And that's to us is more important than really going for it all out. And we we you know because we did it in 2021. We can now just ride this this boat of hey, young players. We can you can win with young players, and we're not going to sign. We're no longer signing Villas, Pirlo's, Lampards, um, or even Maxis. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that definitely seems to be the goal. That definitely seems to be like the new uh, 
directive when it comes to like transfer policy. But I mean, we've had plenty of like U twenty two initiative players like show up. Like, who is everybody's favorite player in the team right now? <laughs> like Gabby Pereira is a is a U twenty two initiative. Mika so, Ilinich, yeah. who's but I think I think the narrative Swansea. the narrative that I'm trying to express is that you're, uh, th- there's a, lo- a lot lower hit percentage on a U twenty two player than there would be on a U- on a, on a 26, 27 year old. Well, yeah, it's a certain roster designation. So yeah, like, and 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 it's it, it it's basically uh, an incentive hang, handed down from the league itself, saying you are rewarded for signing younger players. Yeah. Like, 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 and and by all means, you should absolutely take advantage of that. I, I just don't know, like, like. Like, like, like who, like who's been linked to this team recently? That's realistically that realistically can come. I'm not talking about pipe dreams. I mean, there's I'm, no, I'm, there's no, there's been no rumors. It's been fucking, it's been quiet. Oh. Even Source hasn't had anything to do for the past two months because there's been fucking nothing. It's either, it, it, it's either we have someone, uh, we're interested in somebody, but there's also a big European club within the top five. Oh, leagues. Several big European clubs, not just one. I mean, who's who's all like who's the guy Duckins striker? We haven't heard yeah. we haven't heard anything about Duckins in a little while. What was that guy's name? I don't remember. Duckins something, what but like, <laughs> but then like you also hear like this name like Adama Bujang like recently, who's from the Gambia. That's the wrong Adama. I want Adama Traore in MLS. Yeah, that will literally I, I, change. That will that will get football fans. Someone that looks like a linebacker that will get like Alabama <laughs> toothless football fans into soccer. They'd be like, my God, like look at this guy run. Yeah, no, Adama. They're going to watch him run with his lubed up fucking like forearms and everything. <laughs> yeah, no, Adama Traore would be amazing. But like, I like, like you like look at this kid like Adama Bajang. He's from the Gambia and like you know plays, I believe, in Africa. And you would think, oh, that's a perfect place to pluck like a player, you know, and maybe sell them off. But then you realize, no, this kid is like one of the most highly touted strikers in all of Africa, and every and everybody, you know, in Europe who it's worth a damn is also looking at the guy, you know? So it's like, like, and like, like, listen, even if you don't get a chance to crack into like a Chelsea or a man United or anything like that, if those teams come calling, do you say no to that in in favor of New York city football club? I mean, because yeah, like, 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 yeah, like guys like Tati Castellanos worked out, but for every Tati Castellanos, there's a Kacha Acevedo. There's a Tiago Andrade. You know, there's a lot of players who didn't necessarily, and I don't have any problem with those players, but, you know, they weren't world beaters. They didn't set the league on fire, and now they're back exactly where they were. I also say don't underestimate the power of New York City as a city and as a, as a landing plate. The only thing that may go against it is, like, with these 20-year-old players, they probably have agents up the wazoo that just want the biggest check, um, and New York City may not be able to give that. Or have the prospects of giving that two, three years down the road, where if you go well, to but, like a Chelsea or something. Yeah, well, that's another point that I've made. This overinflated post-COVID transfer market has not is not in our favor right now. And and like the big clubs with the big money are the ones that are going to be able to coax these players into the signing. You know, like whereas you know, and like you said, Jr. Like these agents, you know, they they want that big that, that big super deal. I mean, not, and it's not necessarily a super deal. Something that is significant and right now new york city has all three of its designated player spots occupied they're all full you know there's no room for anybody right now like as far as big contracts are concerned like a u22 initiative would have to settle for what like a hundred thousand maybe two hundred thousand uh and 
you know, like, like, whereas, you know, Chelsea's going to pay you $400,000 to never look at you again, you know, like it, it's, it, it, it's, I really just don't see, I, I'm open to being wrong and I know we're going to bring in somebody and I hope whoever those, those somebodies are, you know, that they produce, but like, I mean, I, I, my, my expectations are tempered right now. Yeah, that's definitely reasonable. Um, should we start talking about the crew game? <laughs> I, I mean, say, good show. He wants to talk about the crew game. We're ready to go. So what's there to actually talk about the crew game? We're in terrible form. The crew are in great form. They have a better coach. They have a better roster. And, and well, it's the, best it's the stuff that I like. It's the, it's the stats, the raw, tangible stats, not like the XG yeah. bullshit, the myth, mythical shit. It's the actual raw, uh, tangible I mean, stats. XG is not mythical, but it I mean, mythical. go off. No, it's not. It You're is. a weirdo. Uh, no, so. Go. And, and, a, and it's also that real quick. This might this oh. might affect your opinion on the match, knowing that we um that again all time at Yankee Stadium against the crew, we have six wins, one loss, and one draw. Wait, wait one one second, Jr. What's your stat? I think you said well, you had well, a stat. I'll give you the stat. But how many of those players that are on the NYCFC currently were in any part of that game, or any part of those games in Columbus? I I, don't, I never like really bought into like like Mitchie Alinich probably didn't even know who the Columbus crew were. Like six months ago. Oh yeah, no, that's he, he just, he just got it. This, this is his first time playing them. <laughs> He's never played them before. But I'm saying, like, I, I just don't see how, like, that. I, I like those stats are always like interesting to me because, like, oh, okay, I didn't know we were this K, good. Against KP's Columbus. played against him. We Santi's played against him. Talis, like, GP, Alfredo, Chano, like they've all played against him. Most of the team. I just I mean, don't. I just don't know, like, how much that affects players' mentalities going in. Um, because it's also what they have a different team than last year. And like, you know, it's just, I don't know. Everything's just so changed. Um, but they, no, they, they have, this, you know, they, they, they have, have their get, core get, is the same. Well, okay. Okay. Well, it, well, well, okay. So, 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 so tell us the stats and see if it changes their mind. I don't right. think it's going to so change my mind. So Six wins, through, one loss, one well, draw in eight matches at Yankee Stadium. We played them two times at Red Bull Arena. I threw those stats out because that's not Yankee Stadium. It's not in the great, it's not in the five boroughs. Um, in the, in those, well, I'll give you stats on this year, Columbus crew. So this year, Columbus crew has more than double the goals of NYCFC. They have 35 goals uh, in 17 games, whereas NYCFC has 17. So uh, they're averaging over over two goals a game, uh, and NYCFC is averaging one goal per game at at 30. At, and at a 10 goal at plus 10 goal differential, they're tied for third uh, best in the Eastern Conference under only three other teams. So they're, well, they're tied for third. So. Uh, well, yeah, the, the two teams that they're they're underneath is Nashville and Philadelphia, yeah, but uh, they, and Cincinnati. So they just beat the Chicago Fire on a fucking fifty-five yard fucking goal. The Chicago Fire are dreadful, and they only beat them two once, and it was away. So like, and we lost to the Fire. Yeah, Wait, and the Fire are fucking dreadful. <laughs> no, I, we drew. That was the worst. That was the worst broadcast call I've ever heard in, in MLS history. That was a one-one draw. What, 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 what was the worst broadcast call? Zella Rayon half field chip. And it's in. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Apple TV's announcers have been dreadful this year. They've been all terrible. I, I don't like any of these people. Like, I feel like they took, like, the worst people from the fucking, like, MLS football scene and just, like, bunched them all together. And, like, like it, it's terrible. Not only that, you also have... Well, we we had Joe Tallison and Ian Joy on our podcast, and without saying it, I, I, I picked up very very clearly that Apple TV went cheap. They went cheap yeah. on the broadcasters. It doesn't really matter to them who the broadcasters were. Um, 
you know, it was all about marketing for them. So th- they went cheap on the broadcast teams. Yeah. Just just before we get back into the crew game, before Joe loses his fucking marbles, uh, did, did, was Joe Tolleson and Ian Joy approached at any point for Apple TV or did they not disclose that? Well, I asked them, I said, were you guys approached at any point or did they just go directly to Red Bull Arena and try to hire everyone from there? Uh, and Ian Joy, Ian Joy laughed. But I, I don't think, no, they weren't. I, I think... I think Ian may have been approached, but I think like the the offer was so laughable that he's like, I'm a legitimate broadcaster. Like I'm not like I, a guy that I interned with at the Levertard show, Chris Whittingham. He's actually he is destined to be a great broadcaster. He's one of the few broadcasters that I really like. Um, he's he got an offer, but it was like that's like his big it's like his big first get was like being an Apple TV MLS broadcaster. So like a lot of these are like younger broadcasters. We, we had one guy on who's who was a USL broadcaster before this year. Like they went young and cheap, which yeah. means and so, and, and it's, it's the same thing that NYCFC is doing. It's going to hit some, it's going to hit sometimes. It's not going to hit sometimes. Yeah. Joe, do you have anything else to tell us about past matchup? Yeah. So, They've played eight matches, six wins, one loss, one draw. They have four clean sheets at home against the Columbus Crew. Um, 18 goals for, only six goals conceded at Yankee Stadium against the Columbus Crew. Like, like this is, um, we, we have done really well against them. In this series, usually the home team wins. We, we, we only have one win in our history of our franchise at Columbus, which was back in 2017, but we need to talk about that right now because the game is home. And the Columbus Crew have only beat us two times at home. Um, with the most recent one being in 2021, they beat us two to one, and that was at, at that was at Rebel Arena. So they've only beat us one time at Yankee Stadium, and it was the very first fucking time we played them back in 2015. So they do not they do they do not do well at Yankee Stadium. Um, uh, the last time we played them was was May of last year. We beat them two zero in front of eighteen thousand. Tala scored a goal in the ninth, and Tati scored a goal in the fifty seventh. Um, the year before that, in 2021, in July, we beat them four one. Uh, Tati in the 14th, Tiago Andrade, RIP, I miss you. I wish you'd come back to our fucking club in the 35th. Um, Keaton Parks in the 51st and Santi in the 71st. Um, and then they got a, a, a stupid penalty at the end of the game, 90, 90 plus 7, Pedro Santos, who's not even there anymore because I think he's on DC United. Um, Tati has scored a lot of goals against these guys, and obviously he's not around anymore, but um, we do have players who have scored against him on our current roster. Um, Keaton Parks, he's played in eight matches against him, he has one goal. Um, Santi has played in four matches against them and has a goal and two assists. Talis Magno, two matches, one goal. Gabriel Pereira, two matches, one goal. Alfred Morales, four matches, one assist. Uh, and, and then a bad stat, we have Maxime Schneau, who's played in 14 matches against these guys. 14 matches um, Maxime Schneau has played against them. He has five yellow cards and one red card against the Columbus crew. Um, another bad stat. Can I ask an honest question real quick? Yeah. Do you think that Gabby Pereira could point out Columbus, Ohio on a map? No. <laughs> No, absolutely. That's not. What I'm just saying. I just don't think like the I, I I think that I legitimately think that like these some of these guys like Talos Magno may get confused between Nashville and Columbus because they both wear yellow jerseys. Like I I don't I just well, don't no, think then that that'd be a failure on Nick Cush. Like as a coach, you have like the entire <laughs> fucking prep week. He's all he's talking about is Columbus and the way they play and the style they play. I'm sure they watch film on them. Like yeah, if yeah, he, if he doesn't no, know who Columbus is, then no. he's a fucking idiot. Joe, Joe, it was it, it was a joke. I know, <laughs> I know, but like, they, like they, they, you have to, they, they coach him up for the moment. So yeah, they like they know all week they're playing against Columbus. Like they, like they, and and I'm sure Cheneau, being the elder statesman, he's talking to them about the history we have with Columbus. Um, I mean, I know that you guys don't, um, not by you guys, I mean my fellow co-hosts, 
they don't rate Columbus on the on in the hierarchy of, of rivals, but we've had some pretty dagger filled matches I against Columbus. I wouldn't consider Columbus a rival. I know, I know, which is why I just said that. But there are there are definitely people in the fandom who have harsh feelings about the daggers that are Lucas Zelroyan's fucking free kick goals against us, and them knocking us out of the playoffs in I think two thousand. 17. 17 to 17. That was a, that was a tough, I, I distinctly remember one play. They, they came, they, Alex Callens got a red card in Columbus and then for like elbowing a guy on, on like a set, a set piece or a free, uh, cause it was a corner kick via scored late. It was like a three, one result, I think. And then oh, we get, well, um, we, yeah, well, they we came back and like almost they, they won at Yankee stadium. And I remember there was a, there was a moment where David Villa was, like Jack Harrison was going down the right wing, like yeah. going towards the right field line, and Davavia was open, and Jack tried to he tried to score, and Via was just like, dude, I was like right, he, like we we had won the game if you just passed it to me, and I remember like Harrison being like crying after the game because he was so devastated not only about the loss but like he just really felt like he fucked up. Um, yeah, but that was a that was a uh, man that that was a season where I thought they could have done a lot of. A lot of good there. Yeah, well, we, no, I... we actually lost um, the the series uh, basically in the last minute of the first leg because uh, Awful had a solo goal in which if you just put in a fucking tackle, he doesn't score that fucking goal. So they just yeah. let him walk through um, essentially at the edge of the box and then into the penalty area. And just slotted one home past Sean Johnson. Well, I, well, I remember that goal specifically because Harrison Awful never scores. Not like ever. Like, I think he had like one goal. Like, like I, Or did he have any goals for the crew to that point? I don't think he had any goals for the crew to that point. I don't give a shit. Is that the word? I, yeah, same words, by the way. Awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah, it felt awful. And that, and because it was 3 1, and you're, you're thinking, okay, we got an away goal and a two goal deficit going into home. That's not too bad. Then all of a sudden it becomes 4 1. So now you need to win the game 3 0 in order to secure, in order, in order to get through because of the away goal. And yeah, no, that last play. And that was, and what sucks the most about that is that was Harrison's last play as in an NYCFC kid. He went to City, quote unquote. Uh, in in the ensuing off season, and just I, uh, yeah, no, I, I I always think about that play because I remember that was like a wonky game. I don't remember the first goal, but I do remember Andres Struna put in a cross that uh, Aaron Trusty, <laughs> I believe, scored on himself. And Andres uh, Struna, yeah, Andres Struna, that's a deep cut, isn't it? Uh, and uh, yeah, no, uh, Aaron, uh, I think it was no, it wasn't Trusty. Who was the center back? Trusty was Mensa. Philly. Mensa, yeah, Mensa put it into his own net, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, first goal and, was a penalty kick, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So we already know Via took that and scored that. Um, uh, and yeah, no, that last play. Yeah. J oh man, Jr. Just unlocked a repressed memory. <laughs> you know, just when I thought, just when I thought I was dissing myself from, I thought 2019 was bad, but yeah, 20 2017 stung. I know people like to give Via shit because of all the stuff, but go back and watch those that behind the scenes right after that game. That's what leadership looks like. It's in, it's incredible. If you're if you're just like want to go deep cut NYCFC after they lose that game or they they won the game, um, and I believe that was that Pirlo's last. That was Pirlo's last game too. I believe so, he, um, he retired after that. Yeah, that was just watch the behind the scenes of that game. It's it's one of the best behind the scenes. I'd probably put it up there as the best behind the scenes video other than the championship game. No, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. One hundred percent. 
Anybody remember who the manager of, of uh, Columbus Crew was in 2017? It, it, it was Greg Berhalter. <laughs> the old light bulb himself. Greg. Yeah, Triple G himself. Please go to Club America and get out of my fucking life already. Please. Jesus. Well, he's, but, well it's confirmed he's not getting the job. Oh, God. Well, didn't he turn it down because he thinks he can still get the United States job? Isn't that why? Like, did, like, didn't he have the offer, but like he's holding out because he thinks that the United States is going to come running back to him for some reason? Uh, but I, 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 don't. I, I don't, I don't know why. What the reason was? All I just know is that he's not going to, he's not going to be coaching Club America. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, well, that's 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 unfortunate. He's not going to be coaching either America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, more, uh, but yeah, more bad stats. Um, Luis Barraza has two matches played against the Crew. Three goals against, one Ooh, save. Oh, that one of those? One, sa- one save, 50% save percentage <laughs> against the 50%. crew. 50%. 50% save percentage. Yeah, I remember but one, one of the games he was at, it was was it last season or two seasons ago, where it was Zellerion free kick, uh, I believe. And, he, I mean, he just hadn't had much playing time at all, but he made a really poor really poor uh, efforts at a, at a free kick. Yeah, it was, um, it was the championship year when Johnson was out. Uh, to the gold yeah card. yeah exactly yeah good good memory yeah that no, was no, away he, game. he's, that was he's encyclopedia ever, <laughs> that was a, that was the second ever game at uh the new columbus crew stadium which that stadium is beautiful by the way if you ever want to make a trip out to columbus I, i'm a steelers fan so i really hate ohio <laughs> so i'll probably never be in town but if i'm ever in columbus like i hear the stadium's nice uh so like that, it's just a shame that their new badge is absolute dog shit. Like whole bat, wow, that's woof. You know, it's like like like, like literally like like I saw that and I w- immediately thought to Home Alone, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Like when I saw that, like 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 when I saw that badge, like there was nothing well, wrong with the one before it. None of the fans like the new badge either. The oh, Joe's Coach Joe's got the old badge on, which is pretty, oh. which is pretty cool. I, I, I don't even like their old badge. I don't even like their OG badge. I thought that badge that they like rebranded with in 2015 or 2016, whatever, whichever year it was. I think so it was their their old badge. Um, this reminds me. This picture right here reminds me of uh, you can dance. So what's that? Uh, the safety dance. I actually don't know. <laughs> I guess it's I'm, one I cultural guess, reference. I'm not going to get. I guess I'm aging myself. I mean, you know, uh, I, I just I just quoted uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off to my Peruvian girlfriend today, and she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about either. Oh, so geez. I feel your pain. Uh, yeah. So likewise, um, with uh, Eloy Room, um, he has played in uh, I don't know how many match I didn't write down how many matches he's played against us, but he has eleven. We've scored eleven goals on him. He's made twenty eight saves, seventy one save percentage, and only has one clean sheet um, against NYCFC. So both the keepers have a little bit of history with each other, or uh, against in this rival in this match, um, and I think I think there's gonna be goals in this game. I don't think it's gonna. I, I really. It's, I don't think it's gonna be a zero zero draw. Um, no, definitely in ter- not. In terms of uh, stats from uh, Columbus, uh, Zell Rayan has played in six matches in this in this uh, series and has scored six goals, but not one of those six goals has happened in Yankee Stadium. Um, that's worth noting. Donington Nagby has played in seven matches. He has one goal. Um, NYCFC 2016 player, or it was a 15, Josh Williams has played in eight matches in this, in this series for Columbus and has scored one goal against NYCFC. Cucho Hernandez, one match, one goal. Um, and then Luis Diaz, eight matches, two assists. He's good. Cucho or Luis? 
Kuto Hernandez. Yeah, no, he's he's, uh, he's visibly good. Like when when you when you see him, like when you see him this this week, I mean, he's a young Colombian player. I think he's like twenty. He's in his twenty two, or like he's in his or twenty four. Um, when you see him play, you're gonna like you're gonna visibly be like, oh wow, this guy's different than the rest of the guys on the field. Like he's he's good. Didn't he come from the prem? Uh, yeah, he actually yeah, came he, from a yeah. bunch of places. He, he played for he the came Wolves when Watford got relegated. Yeah, Watford too. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I I watched him a little bit last year. He seems like the uh, the real deal. He seems kind of like he's on like that Tati level. Like he, he has a, he's a little bit arrogant, but he he he's flary. He's a- acrobatic. He 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 can score goals. Nothing wrong with an arrogant. He, sorry, he did not play for the Wolves. He played for Watford. Sometimes I, some reason I get those two confused sometimes. But he played for Hitafe, Mallorca. Granada, um, so I mean he's he's played for some good some good teams. Yeah, maybe he knows Brian Kufre. Maybe yeah. <laughs> he's also played in three games for Colombia and scored two goals on their senior team. Well, he, he he's a good player. That's impressive considering the competition that Colombia constantly has to face in South America. Like like those are like some legit powerhouse national teams like 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 Uruguay and Argentina and you know and Brazil and obviously everybody else like like. Score two goals for Colombia's like senior team is in three appearances. He scored. He scored a brace and uh, he came on in the seventy second minute against Costa Rica and scored a brace. And that was at Red Bull uh, Arena. Oh wow! Oh, close to home. Yeah. So well, going back to Jr.'s previous point about Columbus's uh, recent form, uh, uh, this is a uh, this is a away match for them, being uh, being at Yankee Stadium. Their away form is not fantastic right now. Um, they're, they're, they're getting results at home, but um, they they just, they just barely eked by Chicago at Chicago last match. Um, they beat Charlotte pretty handily in Columbus. They beat they barely beat uh, Colorado in Columbus. They lost to Nashville in Nashville three to one. And they lost to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds in Pittsburgh in the U.S. Open Cup. And then the U.S. Open Cup's a little bit of a fluky game, though. Like, well, like, it's hard to include that because, like, it's such a wild card. You never know what, like, like did, were, they, were they starting, like, all their first team players? Or I think it was. Is that a minor league baseball team, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds? <laughs> it sounds like one. Definitely sounds like something that's in, like, double A somewhere. Yeah. So they, yeah. I mean, they didn't start a full, they definitely didn't start a full strength lineup. Um, against the yeah, so, so let's just disregard that okay game. and then right, and then right before four days before that they lost three two in the hell is real uh matchup and th- this was in cincinnati that was away um so okay. so they don't they don't really they're not really uh too too good on the road um this this year so far um so i mean See, like but we're not even good at home so i mean i, I like i feel like uh, i don't know let's see my feelings about this game are like pretty simple uh do Columbus have a better roster? Check. Do they have a legit goal scorer? Check. Do they have a better coach? Check. You know, like this, this, this we are outmatched in this game, and not by a small margin either. And with the way that we're we've been playing, both at home and away from home, because people, because and, and Jr. mentioned it before, and I mentioned it uh, on the pod, you know, you know, earlier this week uh, in the review uh, for that matchup against RSL. The only reason why we came out with a with point from Real Salt Lake is because they can't finish. Like, like we literally should have lost that game by a minimum of two goals, the bare minimum. Like, like the, we are not a team in good form. I, I mean, that's saying the least. And we're not a team that looks like 
I feel like it's just we're just trying to survive until July and make a late push. I, I like I just don't th- this game like I'm, I hate to say this because it's a home game and I've never said this about a home game. Uh, even like the last one that I predicted that we lose. I I, I just I, I'm looking past this one already. I feel I don't, does anybody else like agree like no i mean i'm up for it i'm ready for this game i think that i think that we are going to put a good foot forward again uh after the snoozer that was uh real salt lake i think that back at home back in yankee stadium against a familiar foe team we played a lot i think that we're going to put a put a good a good foot forward in this match and and kind of maybe find our our goal scoring form again can you You kind of hope so because five out of the next six games after this are away games yeah and against Atlanta, Portland. I think and, Cushing's going to feel the pressure. Like this is this is almost a must-win because we know that we're not going to be we're not going to get good results or like at least a string of good results on the road just because it, the, the way that this team plays on the road is is appalling. Um, unprepared, they're unprepared to play on the road. Um, so we're unprepared to play at home. Yeah, yeah, but more so on the road. Like on, on the road, they, like they, they like Cushing legit rolls out squads and his substitution patterns scream. I want to get out of here with a point. I'd rather like zero zero one one. I'm not looking for the win. I just want to get out of here. Um, Columbus's game against Nashville in Nashville a, f- a few weeks ago, they scored in the second minute of the game. They went up one zero two minutes into the game and lost three one. Like they're not th- this team is as bad as we are. They're also not great on the road. Um, so that's why I have a, the smidgiest bit of optimism with this match. See, the, but the thing is, like in a I hate to say in a vacuum, like, 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 but like, like, sure, you could make that case, but the thing is, it's just like, like, I'm looking at our problems, and I'm looking at, like, what we're doing wrong right now, and, like, I just, I just don't see a positive result here, like, at all, like, 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 like I don't even think there's a chance of one, and I, and I hate that I'm doing that, like, I know I'm not, like, saying anything, like, of, like, real substance right now, it's just, like, like, I don't know. JR, what do you think about this game? Like, like, give me, like, your overall thoughts well, on this game. What I'll say is that, like, we always talk about, oh, M- NYCFC are always good at Yankee Stadium. And, and, I, and I think that that's – I mean, that's true historically. Obviously, it's true. But I think there's something to be said about – it's It's not just that New York City FC is, like, good at Yankee Stadium. Like, you mentioned Zellerian has six goals, none of them at Yankee Stadium. I think a few of them were at Red Bull Arena, and uh, the other ones were in Columbus. Like, I, I think – Teams that come in, like, they really struggle with the sight lines. It's just, it's weird. And, like, I know, like, everyone hates that. Like, it's, like, you know, it's teams making excuses. But I I do think teams struggle with that. So, I mean, if there's a game for NYCFC to to turn it around, like, this this is about as good a chance as any um, because you are at home. And, I mean, the the thing that I I, I just am having an issue with is, like, they got to somehow – find offense and they haven't had any of that including a game at yankee stadium against new england i mean i'm, just, I'm looking at columbus's back line and they're like they're a bunch of nobodies and that, like i mean obviously malta is is starting there now um but the other well, guys I mean, the other guys are just nobodies like they're, they don't have like any good def- like really good standout defenders i, I mean at least at least rsl had justin glad who's like a fringe men's national team player like occasional or whatever and he's like he's good, he's good by MLS standards. This Columbus Crew team doesn't have anybody that's of note defensively. Sure, but I mean, we're either going to have like, like fucking Tony Alfaro or Justin Hack in our back line this week. Like, like I mean, like that's not like neither does ours. Like, like, like do you think like Zell Ryan and Chicho are going to fucking like 
Like, is, she, like, is Chanel in international duty still? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot Chanel's with the with Luxembourg, so yeah, he so might not even be with it's her. another game without Chanel. So, oh, um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'd, 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 I think we're probably going to see the same defense as last game, to be honest. Oh, boy. Oof. Brace yourself. I mean, do, do, yeah. do we want to yeah. go, go through and, and give our predictions for the lineup? Why sure. not? Start with JR. JR, you want to give us, get, get us started? Sure. Um, I'll go. I mean, I think Barraza's net um, from left to right. Kufre, Alfaro. Alfaro, actually, I will say uh, he played well against Real. So, like, he saved the game yeah. multiple times. And again, I, I almost gave him, like, I actually I gave him on our show, like, the, the Bronx Bomber, which is, like, best player. But I'm like, if you're giving Tony Alfaro the best player of the game, like, your team has a lot of issues. Because <laughs> that could just never be ever something that happens. So I think Alfaro left back. I mean, I don't. I, I think they're gonna go five, maybe at the back again. Like I, I don't know. Uh, I guess Hack. I, I don't. I mean, he made a lot of mistakes. He was fine, and then he made a lot of like really dumb mistakes and got beat. Uh, he ball watches a lot. Um, I guess it would be Hack. I mean, I, it's not my choice, but I, this is just this is what my think it's gonna happen. Um, then I think it'll be I think it'll be Alinich at right back. He, I think he's good enough to play now. Um, it'll be Keaton and Alfredo Morales. I forgot how many players. Sant, I guess Santi at the end. Yeah, this isn't fun. This is. I mean, it's like it's it's almost difficult. Um, okay, well, Gabby will be a right right wing striker. I mean, Talos was playing striker last game. I don't care what the what the lineup said he was at striker like the, the majority of the game so i guess talis that's at striker i maybe see i'm hoping okay i'll say ledesma at uh at the 10 and then santi at left wing they, they may set it up differently like they may like position differently i think that's what the lineup's going to be so real quick you just mentioned ledesma and it, and it, re- it reminded me to say something I, i'm gonna i'm gonna put on my tinfoil conspiracy hat Although it hasn't been exp- hasn't been expressed explicitly, do we think that there is a chance that within the transaction that was RSL technically loaning us Richie Ledesma's MLS rights, do you think that there was verbiage in that contract that said that Ledesma was not allowed to play against no, RSL? No. No, because no, 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 there's verbiage like that in international football all the time that when a lone no, player is not allowed on, to play I'll, against I'll another you, club. I'll give you the exact reason why. I'll give you the exact reason why it's a no. No, you guys don't even worry about this. I'll give you the reason why it's a no. Walking into the stadium on Saturday, who did I run into? Richie Ledesma's mom. Where did she come from? Phoenix. And what did she say to me? She said. The thing that Richie loves most about this team is he's getting playing time. He did not fly up to Real Salt, to Salt Lake City from Phoenix to to not watch his, her son play. Like, there's no oh. way that happened. Also, if there was any stipulation that he couldn't play, he wouldn't even be allowed to be in the 18, which he was. Like, he would have to be omitted from the 18 entirely. Like, like he cannot be on the match day squad if there's well, any. just left them home. I, I, I also, we we purchased his his discovery rights from them in order to get that deal. We purchased it. We didn't loan it. Like so, no. Like, like that's not tinfoil hat. The reason why he didn't play is because Cushing's incompetent. That's why he didn't play. There's no other explanation. That's it. That's the reason. 
I don't think it was a I mean, purchase. You could have picked up an injury or something before, you know, who knows. Yeah. But Yeah, maybe. But, like, I mean, that's, like, I don't know. I, I don't believe, I, yeah, no. I don't think so. I think he just, I think Cushing is just, I don't know. Because I, I can't think, I, mean, of, I can't think of any other reason why, why Richie Lidas was not used in that game, unless he's unless he's carrying a knock and we don't know about it. I, I can think of one reason. Well, I mean, the reason being that Cushing is completely and utterly lost the plot and he's inept at his at his job, right? Yes. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. <laughs> uh, so, here, here's the only problem I have with it, and I'm, I know Coach Joe. I'm never going to be back on this podcast again because I keep derailing the show. But the only problem <laughs> I have with uh, the only problem I have with the Cushing out thing is it's like imagine a cupcake, and the it, within the tin foil of the cupcake is just feces, and then on top of it there are sprinkles, and being like, you know, there's something wrong with the sprinkles. Like I, this team has so many issues when it comes to talent. Like Cushing's like interminglings, like are you could say like you don't agree with them, and that's fine, and I and I will most I'll agree with you with a lot of the times, but like. It'll be the difference between them have you know being in thirteenth versus being in tenth or ninth. Like this is not this this roster like Turnbull. Yeah, no, J- Jr. Uh, Jr. Pass, there's like, there's no way that you cannot be cushing out. And here's why. We'll give you the numbers. And if you listen to the last podcast, fifteen wins, eighteen losses, eleven draws in forty four fucking matches. He has had more than enough time to figure it the fuck out and find a way to get results, and he has not. I don't, oh, give, I don't give a shit what puppets he has to play with. At, your job is to figure it the fuck out after 44 games. You need to start winning. And he's not. My my issue with Cushing isn't necessarily, like, the results. Because, I mean, like, results could always be, like, 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 like a good coach can have bad results if he, if he doesn't have a good team. Now, I'm not saying he has a good team. And, I, and, and I'm not saying I'm not completely unsympathetic to the, the to the depth in the squad, but I mean, there's been several self-inflicted injuries like along the line where he has fucked himself, in my opinion, and a, and a big part of that comes down to uh, team selection and in-game management, and that's where I just don't think Cushing is good. I mean, uh, we're talking fully healthy squads without the need for rotation, and he still thinks Kevin O'Toole is an improvement over Brian Kufre or Tavon Gray over Misha Ilinich. Oh, or, or like, like and, and and decisions like that or like and listen just for the record i don't rate ledesma as highly as other people do i've kind of been underwhelmed by him i don't think he's necessarily bad i think he's been kind of blah uh and there could be many reasons for that however like making like like, like him not seeing the field against salt lake in my opinion was just i i i don't understand gross like, like, I just, gross negligence uh, like, like, but I, I, that, that's, that's, that's the way I see it. That's why I'm pushing out. Not necessarily, uh, like for any other reason other than that, because like, I get it. Like this team doesn't have the depth. And if he was like in eighth place or seventh place right now, I'd be keeping my pitchfork unsharpened at home in the shed. Like I wouldn't be grabbing for it. But the fact that we, you know, the fact that we are in theory competing for a wooden spoon right now, like, I don't think the squad is that bad either. I, I, I just... I just don't, I, I don't know. Like, I just like, like maybe it's an overreaction, but like me after the Red Bull game, that just like soured me completely. We're talking about a Red Bull team that was hobbled and distracted that, you know, they were still going for the Van Zier drama. Uh, they had just fired, uh, uh, what's his face like a few days before that. 
And on top, and they were missing like seven first team players due to various injuries and knocks on top of it. And we still looked hapless in that game. And we used one sub the entirety of it. Like, and I, and I, and, and there was a lot of city fans that, you know, trekked out from New York or, you know, in Joe and I's cases, you know, from other parts of New Jersey to go see that game in enemy territory. And we were not treated to a performance that was at all satisfactory. Now, listen, I get that Red Bull Arena and Red Bull itself has always been kind of a bogey for this team. But when they're in that kind of a situation compared to and, and it's not like our form was awful going into that game either. If I recall correctly, I don't remember us like being in dreadful form. I don't think it was good. I don't think it was dreadful though. Um, we lost should have won two games before that. Yeah, but, but yeah, but that's like that's like that's not great form. But like like that's not like you know like oh shit you know like we're in trouble you know like two losses in like what was it April May you know whatever the, the hell that game was you know like that's not the end of the world. But like just like this long winless streak and the th- one point through three home games, you know just. I, I don't know. Like, like, like maybe like, and, and, and Jr. To your point, I could be overreacting. It could just be an emotionary, like, emotional response. And you know, but I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm willing to let you try to talk me off the ledge. <laughs> well, I'm not like I'm not this is like a cushing in guy, but I'm just not like to me when I look at this team, I just like the coach is like the fifth problem that the team has like they just has so many like who who do you think is more responsible for the struggles of nycfc this year like cushing or david lee this year i would say i would say i want to say both are equally culpable but i'd say i'd lean 65 david lee and 35 uh, cushing yeah i mean i think it's i think it's fair I just like yeah. David Lee just somehow skates. I don't know how he skated this whole season. Like every Cushing just is just like the meat shield for every negative thing about the team, uh, and that's why like I'm like hesitant to like jump on that on that bandwagon because I'm like there is other shit going on here with this club that Cushing just gets blamed for, and I'm not and I'm not calling him like the greatest coach of all time at all, um, even slightly. But I'm I'm just saying like there's the fact that like they've Pretty much going into this offseason, they lost all of their players. Didn't they? They they lost Santi. They had to like re-sign him like two games in. Like they failed to sign Maxi. They failed to sign Sean Johnson. They failed to, to keep Alexander Callens. They failed to keep Santi for a little bit. They gave away um, Kacha Acevedo. Like what were they doing in the offseason? And, and then later, Tiago. they didn't do anything. They signed Tony Alfaro. Yeah, that was their big signing. And, like, and, and Gabe Segal. Yeah, uh, and, and and the thing is, with, with losing all those players, you know, you could be like, well, that was their their plan, but like, you got to also have a plan B. If if so, like, you basically had no plan B. Then it was just let's like, oh, you know, we were we were thinking Maxie was going to come back. We thought Sean was going to come back. Callens like got a great offer, but we thought you know he loved New York. We thought he was going to come back. It's like, all right, well, you it, it's your job to have a plan B if those things don't happen. And it's like none of those things happened, and nothing happened after that. No, no, I I get that. Like, and, and I'm fine with you taking the position that like you're taking, where like you're not necessarily cushing out, but you're not like like, like it, it's the people who are adamantly cushing in that confuse me. Like, like, like those are the people that confuse me who are adamant that Cushing is a great coach and that like he's just been served a shit sandwich this season. Now I'm not saying he's been served a great sandwich at all, but like, like I, I'm of the belief that he's he's like we deserve more than what we have right now. Like as far as results are concerned, Even, like roster rules notwithstanding. 
Like, like, like I, I can completely see your point of view, Jr. And I think that's a reasonable and and rational like viewpoint. And I would never like I wouldn't dare, like, like, like argue against that. It's only the people who are adamantly cushioning in, like, like that, those are the only people I, I like. I actually like I'm I, I like I kind of want to study, you know, like like and see like and why they are the way they are. I mean, I, I am adamantly cushioning out. I will not deny it. But I mean, listen, I. I flirted with Dome out. I flirted with it. I don't think I ever like got on the train. Like I, I flirted with it in the beginning of 2019. And he completely turned it around. I was Dyla out towards the end of 2021, and I mean that was the biggest. That was the sweetest piece of crow I've ever eaten, eaten in my life. I loved every second of it. You know more, please. Um, yeah, no. I mean, no. The, the roster construction and the front office work has been dreadful this year, though. I will not excuse David Lee. At all, and 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 I'd even give him a, most of the blame. I, like you know, if there were the fire cushing tomorrow, I'd say, can you send Lee with him, for sure? But he's not getting off on, on like with me. I'm never gonna be let back on this podcast. I've, I'm like looking at Coach Joe's face. Like the I've derailed the show so many times. I actually, I actually, I actually, I actually can't see Joe's face right now uh, on my phone for some reason. The cameras don't show on it, and honestly, I like it for the better because I don't let him like sway me off an opinion with his shocked like looks. So no, that, I mean Jr. I mean shit. For as long as I'm a part of this podcast, we're always gonna have a place on here. Whenever you want, show up whenever the hell no, you want. No, we get derailed all the time, uh, and and I I mean you 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 pose a it's a well thought out point. Um. I'm not saying that Lee is like removed of of a fault. Like he he's failing to do his job. His job is his job is to construct a roster that's going to compete for uh, for wins. But Cushing signed on the dotted line, knowing what he had, and like Maxi, it was like I don't think that NYCFC was prepared for him to want to exit stage left to go back to Argentina. But that was like, I mean, he's aging. He he was having trouble staying healthy as it was. I mean, it, it made sense for, that he wanted to go back home. Um, and that what I mean, we didn't think it was going to be that big of a problem because we had his heir apparent in what we thought was Santiago Rodriguez, the 10. But he, Santi has shown that he can, he's not, he can't really thrive in, in that, in that position. I, I agree with Christian that I, I think that Santi was thriving with, within this, team as a winger I, I don't think that he really is good in that central area where he has to be the puppet master uh, yeah, i think make... he was thriving as a winger because he had maxi morales he had tati castellanos he had all this talent around him where he doesn't have to you know carry so much so like, but, yeah but he, dribb- he dribbles and loses he just dri- he's a dribbler he's kind of like tallest but in the middle he loves to dribble and, and then just loses the ball in possession and that's not on everyone around him. That's on fucking him not being good enough or being overconfident in his abilities to take on people. I mean, you could also make the case, too, that the team is like, like, like that. I mean, he's trying to put the team on his back because nobody yeah, else would want to do it. Yeah, hero. I, I, but the thing is, like, where are the options? Because, I mean, like, there were several times, uh, like, last GP? week where – Hold up. <laughs> time. Time out. Wait a second. So there were several times last week during the game – uh, against Salt Lake, where Sati is in a pickle, and he's got to dribble out of it. And instead of people showing to feet for him and giving him options to get out of it, they kind of just ball watch and just wait for him to try to get out of it and see if they can. And then they're like, okay, then I'll receive a ball. Well, like, like, like there's 
there's a lot of ball watching on this team right now. Like, like to be completely fair to Santi, I think like, and I, and I, I've expressed as much on, on the, uh, on, on the pod before I, I do think that Santi is probably like, like outside of Gabby Pereira, the most talented player we have on this team. However, I think that the system is failing him right now. I do. And I think he's forced to, be, to put the, to play hero ball and try to like complete dribbles and get past defenders and open up space like it, it, it i really i don't envy santi rodriguez right now I, and, and he could very well turn out to be a very very good 10 it's just right now it's very hard for me to see him as a 10 because just the the rest of the team is just clueless and and, and i mean maybe and maybe that kind of answers my own question about whether or not he's a 10 maybe he is a very very good 10 once everybody has direction everybody's like pulling their weight and, and pulling the wagon in the right direction in the same direction rather just I I I, I don't know like like yeah I, I, I don't know I, I do think that my, my biggest issues with Lee though are the fact that he loaned out Thiago Andrade and Katja Acevedo like those moves just don't make any sense and then and another issue that I have with Cushing is that he throws Amundsen out of the squad and didn't let him play and now you see what he's doing for Columbus there's a nice little story thread you can talk about how many goals is fucking Amundsen going to score this week <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, that, that, there, there is a tendency for former players to kind of uh, be a dagger. In the, do, in the do you players. want my lineup really quick? I'll yeah, quick. yeah, yeah. Go through your lineup. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we do a three-four-three this week. So I'm gonna say Barraza and Net. Uh, our backline options are devoid of pretty much anything. So I'm gonna say Tony Alfaro, Justin Hack, and James Sands along the back line. Uh, the wing backs will be, or wide midfielders, whatever you want to call them, will be Brian Kufre, and it could be Mitya Ilinich on the right side, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Steven Turnbull back, even though I'm content with never seeing him play an MLS minute again. But I digress. Uh, in the middle, you're going to have Alfredo Morales and Keaton Parks. And from right, from left to right, I think Santi lines up on the left wing, Talos in the middle, and Gabby on the left. Uh, and Gabby on the right. Very good. Dobby, what's your lineup looking like? Finally get to speak on this podcast, huh? Uh, Mingol, Barraza, uh, no-brainer at this point, I think. Uh, Defensively, probably going to go with the back. It's probably going to be the same back three as we saw last week. Um, Hopefully we get to see more of the same from Alfaro, who played very well. Um, in the midfield, I better be fucking Alenich. Turnbull's just not good enough. He he just got burnt really easily last week, and whenever he got burnt, uh, he like whenever he tries to run back, it it it, it was like there was like a weight attached to him, like and he was trying to like try like run the fastest as he could, but like the weight just holding him back. That, that's 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 what it felt like. That's that's the way like I saw it because there was this one play where he got burnt really badly on the wing. Um, in the midfield, I, th- I think I, th- I think Keaton Parks is injured. No, I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know yet. Today's Wednesday. I don't, I don't know out. when the injury report comes out, but it didn't come out today. I don't think. I, th- I think it comes out on Friday, so mm-hmm. two days from now. I thought it was uh, I thought it was just tomorrow. a cramp that he had. It could, uh, could be a cramp. It could be an injury. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Um, probably gonna see Alfredo, and nah, I'd say Richie in the midfield, and then the left mid. You have to go Kufre. 
is by far better than O'Toole. No idea why Cushing decided to sub him off uh, last week. I mean, the, just screamed that he was satisfied with the nil-nil draw instead of going for it, really. Uh, and then the front three, you got Talis on the left, Pereira on the right, and I, I'd, I'd stick Santi back at striker, to be honest. It's a good lineup. Oh. <laughs> All right. Someone take this man's soundboard from him. My tough. lineup, my lineup, Barasa in net. Um, I think we're going with, the, I guess, the 3-4-3, the 5-2-3. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, Kufre at left wing back, Alfaro at left center back, Hack in the middle. I think Tavon Gray gets the right center back. Um, and Micha Ilenic at right wing back. I think that the two midfielders are going to be Keaton Parks and Sands. If for any reason Keaton Parks is injured, Alfredo Morales will step in. Uh, Talis Magno at left wing, Gabi Pereira at right wing, and Santiago Rodriguez as the nine false nine slash nine slash false nine. Um, it's a lot of, a lot of I nine. Love Tavon Gray. I love Tavon Gray at the right center back. I mean, I think that Tavon Gray is destined to be a center back, um, and I don't know why... They're not testing, like using this opportunity to test them out there because Mitchell Lynch is 18 years old and he's already proven to be a better threat going forward than Tavon Gray. And Tavon Gray's an excellent defender. So, like, I don't understand why they don't try him at center back, especially right now. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I hope it does. I hope that you're right. Yeah. I, I, I think, would like to see Gray next to Lynch. I think that'd be lit. I, see the thing is, you know what the thing is? Like we always talk about Tavon Gray's like delivery from like the wide area and his crosses. That's another thing that's Stephen Turnbull like completely like just turned me off like 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 on him on like his delivery is like wow, it's bad. Uh, the the thing is like when he's actually like distributing and like breaking lines from the center back position. I remember one specific game where he was put in at center back because one of our center backs went down. Chano was trying to tell him something, and 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 Tavon was just like, I got you. I got you. Like, wasn't even listening to him. He's like, I got you. Just let me do me. And then, sure enough, like, his distri- distribution, like, and his passing ability out the back is very good. And, you know, and, you know, he's not a small kid. Like, what's he, about six feet tall, 5'11", thereabouts? Some you know, like, like, yeah, like, uh, no, I, I agree with JR 100%. I think this is this is a perfect opportunity as opposed to letting San- leaving Sands out there to rot because, you know, the, the quality that we get from Sands, like, like like from the six to the center back positions are just night and day. He's one of the best sixes in the league on his day. He is never one of the best center backs in the league. And I think it really uh, hinders the way that he wants to play uh, at the, you know, like period. And I, I just don't think he's suited, suited for that role, at least not out wide on the right, which is where he was playing last week. If you want to use him as that like sweeper in the middle, so be it, but definitely not out wide. And a three back. Um, and yeah, no, I I think this would be a perfect game for Tavon Gray. I, I'm still going to predict that Cushing's going to go with Sands at the right side because I just I I don't think I I don't know. Uh, it, it seems that Cushing still sees a future in Tavon as a right back. And I mean, and to be fair, I mean he had a decent stint there in 2021, but I mean since then it's been all downhill. So, but yeah, no, I'd love to see that. For do, sure. Do we have a collective aneurysm if we see Andres Jason, uh, Turnbull, and C- and Siegel in this uh, starting eleven this weekend? I mean, maybe not Absolutely. Siegel, but Andres Jason and Turnbull. Yes, 
maybe not Siegel. I could see, I like, I, I like, cause, I mean, at least Siegel contributed, you know, contributed something this season. And I mean, uh, you know, and one of the things was, you know, like when, when Siegel was first inserted into the lineup, it's not like he was lighting the world on fire, or particularly playing good. But I felt an improvement. I felt that everybody else around him played better because he was there. Like, like that initial boost that Alice got, you know, w- was decent. Of course, it fell off. And he hasn't maintained that level of performance, but it was much better than weeks prior uh, of seeing him at the nine. Santi was playing better as a result of it. Uh, you know, Gabby Pereira was finally starting to come into his own after like that rough beginning of the season. So, I mean, like, like I, I wouldn't, I, is it ideal? No, it's not, it's not what I would do, but I wouldn't be mad to see Siegel in there. Turnbull and Jason. Yes. 100%. I would not accept that. How would you Neither f- How would you feel if we deployed Kufre at left wing back and Kevin O'Toole at left wing? I just wouldn't like that either. No. No. <laughs> Are you trying to make me mad? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have all these scenar- I have scenarios written down and all of them are like piss Christian off, piss Christian off, uh make Christian uh curse us out and leave. <laughs> that was last. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're getting close. <laughs> uh, so here's the next one that's going to piss you off a lot. Um, I saw the tw- the hottest of hot of spicy Twitter takes that Andres Jason's future is as an eight. Um, who said that? Uh, some jerk off on Twitter. <laughs> Are you going to name a jerk off or no? <laughs> uh, it's I don't even know his fucking name on Twitter, but I saw I think it was I think it was yesterday I saw it, and there was a lot of people hopped on and talked about it. Um, but, J- JR, what do you think? Do you see Andres Jason as an eight? <laughs> uh, I see him as a two in NYCFC two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I see him as. Honestly, oh, I mean, that's... when you, we talk about Turnbull, and, and, and in fairness, like, at this point in his career, right? He's, he's young, but like we talk about like Turnbull, Jason, Justin Hack, um, Gabe Siegel, like these players are NYCFC two players. Like they yeah. are. On the, until they're off the roster and they have better options, like I don't feel like this team is even close to competing for an MLS Cup. Like I, I don't like they they just there's just a lot of roster issues here. And and I'm not saying that these players will never be anything better than NYCFC two players. Like their ceiling are obviously higher than that. But at this point in their career, like that's that's how I view them. And to, to me, that they're like the fact that those players are getting so much starting time is concerning to me. If I'm an NYCFC fan, yeah, no, that's that's I, I also have a problem with that. And yeah, no, I, I like, like I said, if I never see Stephen Turnbull in you know on on the pitch again, you know, it would be too soon. So I mean, like, because I, I mean, J- Jared, do you think I'm being harsh? Like, like, like when I say that, like, like because I, you know, because sometimes you know. You know, like all, the 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 selling point of this podcast is that we're all kind of assholes. You know, it, it, like like and you know, and we're and we're we're kind of unfiltered. Uh, but would you agree with my take that Stephen Turnbull just hasn't been good since he has been inserted into the team? I mean, I, I, barring the like the service there's nothing to disagree team. with. I mean, the yeah. thing is, I mean, he, he first of all, he had a uh, he had a shot on goal that went out for a throw in anytime that happened <laughs> i'm immediately like like what's going on here um, but he's, uh, i mean he's the only thing i feel bad about the turnbill hate is like if i was Stephen turnbill i'd be like yo what do you want me to do man i'm like i, I just got called up like i'm really not that good like i'm trying my best you know what i mean like he's just you know i he's to me it's not he's just not a mls 
you know, maybe in 2015. Like, well, he's not young. He, he could have been right back. He's 25. I mean, it's yeah, he's not like old, but he's not young. But well, like when, but, when um, you when you think NYCFC two, you think like post academy, but not quite. So you're thinking like okay, NYCFC two is like a bunch of like. 19 to okay, 20 so he, so he's to 23 USL. year olds he's like <laughs> he's usl then yeah you know he'd be a decent usl player i just to me he's not an mls quality star he's below average at this you know the, i just again i don't think these are players are the, the players that i all just named are even average mls players in their current points of their career i agree all right, so I looked it up. The guy who uh, did the take, his his Twitter name is Auto421. His, his name is Black Air Force Warrior. And the tweet says, Random, oh, not him again. Random, but Cushing should try Andres Jason as an 8. Just an idea, maybe test it out with NYCFC 2. But I truly think that's his best position. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So Black Air Forces and I have gotten into it on Twitter before, and I'm not going to get too hung up on this because I know like this this pod is running long, and we need to get to our predictions already and get the fuck out of here. Um, but uh, so, I mean, I can see where he's coming from. I can see how you would look at like the work rate and like of a player like Andres Jason and figure that it could translate. I'm not saying it's like it's not the wildest take I've ever heard. Like it's not wilder than. Ronnie Dyla saying that he could maybe see Jesus Medina as an eight. I thought that was a much more wilder take, but uh, I, I don't agree. Um, the, f- the first uh, response to this tweet is, you know, the eight is supposed to be the opposite of someone who dribbles everywhere and falls on the ground half the time, right? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I don't even necessarily like. I, I I'm not. Like there's certain games that we've played and like the and like a lot of like the this run of games where I think that having like Andres Jason like would have been like a viable option if and if anything for the his experience with the dark arts of drawing fouls. And I think that's a very important skill in football. And if you don't have anybody that can draw fouls, you know, you're never gonna get a set piece ever. So but um but I mean for the most part I I, I don't know. I don't I don't sorry Air Force, I want I wanted to agree with you for once. It, it, it's it's not today. Today is not the, today's not the day. All right, let's get to our predictions for this Saturday's. What is it? Match day? Is it eighteen or nineteen? Eighteen for us. Match day eighteen for us. Eighteen for us. I think nineteen for the league. Eighteen for us. Match day eighteen against the Columbus Crew at home. Jr. What are we thinking result wise? Man, this is I, uh man. So here's the rule: you got uh, you, you, you got to give us a result and two, who scores. Two, one, yeah, two one, two one Columbus. Who scores? I think they'll score a goal at home, but Columbus. I mean, that offense is it's good, man. And we don't have we don't have any of our starting center backs. All right, so who scores? Yeah, do you have any goal scorers in this game? Oh, I'll yeah, I'll go one for Zellerian, one for Cucho. Okay, and for NYC, who, who's going to go for? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go one for Zeller. No, uh, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Um, for NYCFC, I'll go. Uh, I'll go Talish. Like he finally scores. Is it from further than three and a half yards off the goal line? 
Three and a half yards. Yeah, further than three and a half yards. It may be within the 18. <laughs> It'll definitely yards. be within the 18. Five yards, for sure, five yards. That's that's his shooting range, five yards. Christian, scoreline. Uh, honestly, I think this is going to be a rough one. I think that offense is going to tear this piecemeal back line apart. 3-0 loss at home. Fuck. Can't believe, can't believe I'm saying it. Don't want to actually believe it. Going to go to the game anyway. My girlfriend's coming with me too. Again, she she's a glutton for punishment too. But um, yeah, no, I don't see anything in this game for us. I don't think we're going to look good. And I think we're going to get out, outplayed by a superior team, uh, especially with a heavily rotated back line. Yep, 3-0. Uh, Zell, Zeller I am with the brace. And uh, I don't know, dealer's choice for the third goal. Let's just say Amundsen just for the memes. Damn, if we get... If we get... Goose egg three zero at home. That like, I mean, it's it's not a good look. But uh, that's if I were if as a fan, I want to see us win ten ten nil. As if I was a betting man, if you if you put a gun to my head and said you have to bet on this game, you have to give me an exact score. What do you think it's going to be? I'd say three nil. An L. I know, but I'm just thinking like like that like three zero is getting like that's getting dunked on. That's getting disrespected at home. Like that's yeah, well, I mean, Cushing Cushing's gonna have a hard time keeping his job. Cushing's gonna have a hard time keeping his job. If he loses three zero at home, to extend I mean, to extend the winless streak to ten games, I don't I don't think he's going to get fired this year. He's not going to get fired this year. Like no matter how bad things get, I think he's our coach for the year. And if things are really bad at the end of the year and he misses the playoffs, that's when they might make a move and maybe Cushing and maybe uh, Lee rather follows him. But uh, definitely, I've definitely uh, um, I, I'm of the opinion that like anybody who says that he should be fired tomorrow, I mean maybe he should, but anybody who says he's going to be fired. It, is delusional at this point. It's definitely not happening. I think you might hear, you might hear audible boos from the entirety of Yankee Stadium if you will. But I don't think he gives a shit. So yeah, no. I think the plan is install Cushing this year. Uh, maybe he's even a fall guy for a problem that's much bigger than him. Uh, you know, like Jr. like pointed out that you know maybe like Lee is the real villain in this story. Um, but you know, I, I don't think heads roll into the end of the season. Davi, it just. One thing I, just, I want to say real quick about the Lee, I, I promise I won't derail us too much, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. It, it couldn't, it couldn't, it, it doesn't always, it, it, it may not just be Lee as well. Like there may be things going on behind CFG, like Bahia got promoted. Um, and then Hirona, you know, Hirona is like a, a new team with La, like La Liga. They just could be focusing their assets and attention elsewhere. And, and we could just be getting the short end of the stick here. And, and it could be, possible. you know, that's very possible. So I, I, I don't want to, like, put it all on Lee either, but I, I'm just amazed how Lee has somehow skated, like, seemingly skated, and Cushing gets all the blame. That, that's all I'll say. That, that's plausible, 100%. Dobby, what's your result? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I want to say loss. Draw or win, I don't know. I don't know. Could be up in the but, air, to be honest. Well, give us one. We'll give us something that you won. All right, fuck it. 2 1 win. 2 1 okay, win? I'll say we win. Oh, wow. Who do you got scored? Davi is a positive one. Uh, Zellerion's going to score a free kick within the first five minutes. And then this team actually grows <laughs> a pair of fucking balls and actually comes back. Uh, give me Santi and Pereira. 
Decent shout for goal scorers. I mean, Santi and Pereira. Take that fucking soundboard from him. <laughs> you think you really think that Zoran's going to score a free kick goal in the first five minutes of the match? I think Davi's just pressed. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it, and um, if if Stephen Turnbull starts, he's going to give him the foul that leads to the free kick. Now we're getting real specific. Joe, what's your prediction? My prediction. And you guys know that I made these predictions before the season even fucking started, and I'm sticking to them because I am bullheaded. Okay. I am bullheaded. No one's going to hold you to this to this preseason prediction thread. When well, we didn't I'm know what the team was going to win. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so can I? Can, can I? Okay, I want you to do two things. I want you to give me what your preseason prediction was, and give me what your actual prediction, given the context of the season, is. And that, like, like well, no, right now, I don't predict the, the scores. I just predict, I, I predicted. I predicted the results in preseason. So my. I, I, my my result that I predicted preseason was to win this match, and my and my result now is I still think we're going to win this match, but the score lines are different. Um, so we got so I think we're going to win this game three to two. Okay. All right. I have I have GP scoring a brace, and I have Santi scoring one. I have Cucho scoring one, and I have Christian Ramirez scoring one. All right. Now so that... Zeller, I am quiet. Yes, because I, out, of, I, I, out he, of all the players, Christian Ramirez to score. Yes. He can score a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's player. part of their I little trident of attackers. It's Zeller, I am, Cucho, well, he's, he's and Ramirez. One, he's not the one you expect to and score. And Ramirez. I don't think – I mean, Zellerion has – he's – like, you, you guys read the stats. Zellerion's been relatively quiet at Yankee Stadium. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's some of the sight lines or, or, or the, the quote-unquote small, I think small dimensions. Ramirez has five goals in 13 games for a yeah, crew, good. crew. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's a good clip. It's a goal uh, every almost – every, like, game – like, every two games and so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been de- decent since he – was he at Aberdeen? Is that where he was in, in Scotland? Yeah, and he's also in a system where he doesn't have to bear, the like, the whole yeah, goal-scoring load. He doesn't so, have to be, like, like, to be like, him. Yeah, like, 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 in an attack that includes El Rayon and, uh, and Cucho, like, scoring five goals in 13 is a very good clip. Yeah, 100%. Here, here are his goal totals. Minnesota United, 50 games, 21 goals. LAFC, 24 games, 6 goals. Uh, Houston Dynamo, 31 games, 8 goals. Uh, and then Aberdeen, forty-five and ten. So I mean, it's it, MLS with the exception of really LAFC. I mean, he had at least a goal every three games, yeah. two two three games. He's a role player. Yeah. He's, he's, not a, he's not. He's not going to carry you, but he's a good role player. Yes. Yeah, he's like a good sixth man. Yeah. Um, but so three two. But in reality, I mean, if I, if I if I'm really if I'm if I have to place a wager on this, I say we win one zero. We find a way to score a goal, keep a clean sheet at home, walk away with a 1-0 win. Dude, there, there's I'm, no way, I, and I will eat crow if this happens, there is no way we are stopping that offense with that back line. <laughs> I, I definitely not from. I, I definitely don't think a clean sheet. It's, Yan- sure. it's Yankee Stadium. It's like fucking... Unless, it's, unless, it's, they, unless there's like banana peels on the field, and like <laughs> slipping like Real Salt Lake. Like It's like, I just can't see it happening. I hope it I, does. It'd be great. All right. I mean, I, I I hope that Joe and Davi are both right in their predictions because I'm going to the game. I'm never going to miss a match, like ever. And I and I'm and I wish for a win every single time. You know, I'm not rooting against anybody here. I'm not even rooting against Cushing. You know, I hope he changes my mind. But like I like I just like like I said, if I was a betting man, I'd say we lose this game. But as a fan, I hope that we win. I'm not a betting man. I never gambled on a sport in my life, believe it or not. But so I mean, yeah, no, I. 
I, I, I hope you guys are right. Because I, 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 we, we really need to like have like a positive podcast for once. Because the, 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 these last ten matches or so have just not been fun to to talk about. Yeah, you are. That is facts. But so here is the uh, this is the tipping point. This is the uh, point of the, of the episode where um, I say something that makes uh, Christian just uh, turn into Dragon Ball Z fire head and he loses his shit. Breaking news: While we're recording this podcast, the New England Revolution are buying out forward Josie Altidore's contract. Altidore, thirty-three, had two goals and thirty appearances with the Revs. Now can sign anywhere in MLS on a league minimum or go outside MLS. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Bring pass. Josie home, baby. He's from the New York, New Jersey area. Bring that bitch home. We need a pass. we need a free nine. We need a free Hard nine. Pass. Hard pass. We need a free nine. Bring Josie home, baby. Bring Josie home. Maybe, maybe if it was 2020, I'd take it, but not now. I mean, league minimum. That's not, not I mean, If bad. we can get him on the league minimum, that's that's great. But if like we sign him and I find out that he's making like Matias Pellegrini money, I'm going to be <sighs> fucking infuriated. Like... Uh, my wrath will know no end. <laughs> isn't, isn't the current league minimum in MLS like a like a couple bacon, egg, and cheeses from the bodega? I think it's like think well, it's... So, no. So there's a there's a league minimum for it goes by seniority. So like with him being with him being old and having played for a long time, like uh, in, especially even in the MLS, um, he's probably going to be up around like seventy, like hundred, hundred some thousand. I I'd assume, right? Maybe even five hundred thousand. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I mean, five hundred thousand is way too much. Yeah, way too much. But I mean, like, listen, if you can get him for like a hundred and twenty-five thou with a minimum hit to the cap, then maybe. But only as a backup, you know. Like, he's not. I'm not resting my hopes and dreams on Josie fucking out the door. He's like, got to be living point. with three roommates in Manhattan. Like, that's yeah. that's on his salary. Yeah, I don't even think he comes to us, honestly. I honestly think that Josie <laughs> Altidore... I, I, listen, all things considered, I think Josie Altidore is about to retire. Uh, like, like that, that, He does not strike me as somebody who's had fun. He's basically alienated himself from the last few clubs that he's been on. So, I mean, like, I, I, I don't... I, I think Josie Altidore's career as a whole actually like might be over. I think it's a possibility, at least. I, I, mean, I, I think that there, it is not outside the realm of possibility that we wake up on like Friday and the, they announce that he signed with NYCFC because oh. we are that we are that desperate. And I'm for, sure you'll be nine. fucking stoked, Mr. <laughs> Teal Bunbury. But you know, like I'm gonna, you know, I'll, he's I'll wait. He's gonna go to the New York City Adidas. He's not below 25, and they can't shirt. flip him for a profit, so it's not gonna happen. Teal Bunbury yeah. scored against Columbus, by the way. When they played him, <laughs> yeah, good, good for Teal Bunbury. <laughs> All right, I think that's a I think that's a, it's best time to uh, put a put a bow on this bitch. Um, uh, so I will be in the Bronx on Saturday. Christian will be there. Davi, you're gonna you're gonna make an appearance at, at Yankee Stadium. Nope, Davi will not be there. So uh, th- that means that Davi will be t- uh, leading the charge on the uh pre-game halftime uh twitter spaces i'm assuming work, he'll be at work so he will not be no. doing that so we'll be taking the week off from pre-game and halftime spaces i'm assuming christian will run the post-game space after he gets out of the stadium or maybe even, maybe even late late night like the like the, the night owl session um actually no it won't even be that late because it's a 3:30 kickoff so it'll be like a like probably like seven o'clock or something like that not even probably like a 5 30 pitch session we'll, we'll yeah. see uh but i mean that's assuming that I mean the thing is uh once the game's over uh my girl has to go to work in Newark, New Jersey. So what we'll do is we'll take the train back 
and then we will um from from there we'll de- depart so i gotta i gotta make sure she gets to work because she, she's not too familiar with uh, the system yet and how to navigate out of new york yet so uh you know i probably won't be able to get into a, into the discord until late but uh, I'll, I'll try to you know keep our uh keep our uh what's the constituents happy for sure and always um if uh if you see us around the stadium i'll have some i'll have some of our new brand new stickers in my pocket if you if you find us find me or christian in the stadium um i don't know if christian's gonna carry his but i'll have mine if you want to come get a sticker um i'll have mine christian will be at the bodega um i will be i'm probably not somewhere maybe i'll get a chopped cheese that that chopped cheese was pretty pretty good last time i had it um the one time first time i had it but they guess fire, man. Good sandwich. Um, but uh, but yeah, we'll be around. So don't, feel free to come up and, and and start a conversation, talk to us, anything like that. And hopefully, we get a positive result. Um, thank you so much to Jared Debar. Jared, did you want you want to uh, blast out where you uh, your socials are? Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jr Debar J R D I B A R T. Um, and then of course uh, follow us on Blue City Radio. Mike Ander has been at the helm of that show since the beginning. Uh, and I've been lucky to ride the coattails of it. So I'm super happy and thankful for him to continue to edit. Uh, you know, I just I just show up on Monday and gas bag for an hour and a half, two hours. So <laughs> he does all the hard work editing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, Blue, Blue City. I'm sorry, Chris, what were you going to say? No, I mean, I was just going to point out, we've had Andrew on the show before. I've been on uh, Blue City twice in the past. And uh, yeah, no, Blue City Radio, amazing podcast. Arguably, uh, and this is like like not a traction from anybody else's work. I think everybody in the NYCFC pod community is amazing. Uh, Blue City Radio is different gravy. And uh, yeah, no, um, Michael Allen, Michael Anderer, J.R. DeBart, you know, all three of those guys, amazing. And, you know, the recurring cast of characters, whether it be Trey or, uh, you know, I, I think you guys have had Chris Campbell on a few times as well. Um, yeah, no, just a, a amazing podcast. Definitely check it out. Um, and JR, thank you so much for coming on. I've never, it's funny. I've been on Blue City Radio twice. I've never met you because both times that I've been on it, you haven't. And I'm, I was, I'm so happy to, that we finally got to chop it up a little bit. Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it usually works a lot of times that works that way. Like what, either Mike, uh, Alan or I can't make it. And then like Mike Ander goes on like a wild goose chase for like two hours on Twitter trying to find a, a replacement. <laughs> yes, and Blue City, their their latest. Coach Joe, you're supposed to be on there at some point, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he actually asked me to come on. Um, I was literally on my way to the hospital to have surgery, and he's like, "Hey, can you come on tonight?" I was like, "Well, I've have, I've have surgery scheduled at this time." I was like, "I might be able to do it," <laughs> and he's just like, "No, man." <laughs> he's like, "No, man. Just you be you be. Yeah. We'll figure out a different time." I was like, oh, "You probably you probably swing it. <laughs> get, get him on the get you on the laughing gas and get put a mic put a mic in front of you." God, uh, Joe's bad enough when he's sober on the laughing glass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, so Blue City's latest episode that dropped today. If you're listening, this would be tomorrow, so it'd be yesterday. Um, make sure you give that a listen. It, it, always quality content coming out from Blue City Radio. Those, those guys are the OGs. Um, as well as NYCFC Forever dropped today. I think I think uh, uh, Blue Balls may have dropped today as well. Make sure, I mean, make your rounds. Listen, listen to all the podcasts that, that come out from NYCFC. They, they definitely they provide different narratives and different different thought processes and opinions and it, every listen is a good listen so i mean listen listen to everybody um so uh jr i mean listening to blue city radio for the past few years i know that you're usually one of the guys who uh, who, who brings them home so uh i, I would like to uh bestow that that uh, that a privilege upon upon you to to kind of bring us home here and uh i just have one question for you what color is new york new york is blue <laughs>
It was yellow. It was yellow last week. <laughs> yeah. Orange. Yeah. <laughs>